podcast by artists for artists we talk cash shit about everything sometimes we get messy and it all counts as art because we say so i'm mel i'm a black woman with the audacity to try and be an artist so you know what that means i gotta work 25 jobs to pay the light bill come on this week i'm a chicago-based educator a sleep studies expert a volkswagen mechanic and I'm also a photographer who specializes in shooting those photos of white people where they stare off into a distant light for those news articles about racists who come to realize that Trump's policies are working against them. You're the one behind those photos. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Honestly, thank you for your labor. I appreciate that. Hello, I'm Maximiliano. My bio is in flux. <laughs> like the universe. Come on, somebody. Hold for pained size. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alright, um <laughs> I know you're sitting there wondering, how do I give Nat Turner Project more money? Yeah. How do I support them more? Um this is how you can support Nat Turner Project. Nat Turner Project has a Patreon page um with exclusive podcast episodes, which are only available um to our Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. So we get extra, extra, extra messy. Extra. Um, we have an Etsy store, so you can buy stuff on Etsy. We have tote bags, we have buttons. Um, what else do we have? Books. Books. We have books. We have a, we have two different publications. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find uh, this podcast. Who all gonna be there on iTunes? Um, you can leave us a review, and we will read it online on air. We will read it on air. Um, you can follow us on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Stitcher, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram. Um, if you have any arts-related questions, comments, anything you want to know about Melanie Stevens, myself, um, email us at natturnerproject0 at gmail.com, and we will read it on here and try our best to answer it. Um, All right. Yeah. Thank you, Max. 
<laughs> so today we have a guest artist who is far more brilliant than me, <laughs> as what? a podcast deserves. That's a lot. But sometimes when you shoot beyond your stratosphere, you manage to grasp onto a star. And she'd be talking that mad shit. I do talk shit. <laughs> I do talk shit. <laughs> While making it sound all beautiful and smart. So, I do talk shit. Wow. tonight we have the incomparable Jay Dodd. Hi. What's up? Hi. Hey. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I am elated with how you all care for me as an artist and also as a person and a friend since I moved to Portland. And so. You know, I'm talking shit. I do it all the time, like all the time. Um, but whatever. You know, I'm glad to be here. Really glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Thanks. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, this is Jay Dodd's bio. Oh my god, yeah. What are you gonna read? Um, Melanie always makes me read the bio. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, Jay Dodd is a black trans woman from Los Angeles, California, now based in Portland, Oregon. I she is a literary and performance artist. Their work has appeared, will appear, in zines, classrooms, basements, bookstores, and over there, probably. Over there. Definitely over there. I've seen it. Her words are award-nominated and are generally controversial. She is a volunteer gender terrorist, artificial intellectual, and wilderness prophet on the end times. Find them talking trash online or taking a selfie. I'm on a social media break, though, I swear. <laughs> I swear. I'm not lurking or anything. I swear. All right, so generally our format is we spend the first half talking about you and your art, and then the second half we dive into the pop culture mess. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So, my first question is, I wanted to hear about your artist origin story. Uh, okay, cool. Um, that's so, I guess, what art are you talking about? What, what art would you like to hear me start from? Because... That's, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, I guess, like... Do you mean the practical sense or, like, why am I the artist that I am now? Let's start with why you're the artist that you are now. God, that's the bigger one. I'll shut it up. It's not like the one. Okay. Um, notice how I dodged, but didn't. Um, <laughs> so, I, my mother, of course, full stop, my mother, period. Um, my mom is everything, but also a biblical scholar, um, literally, like, went to seminary, like, has two masters in, like, religious studies, but also was a poet um, and uh, wrote her whole life, but she was a pageant queen and a seamstress, and so she has, like, a phenomenal sense of, like, art and fashion and, and style, um, but also is a very, very, like, she's a sort of, like, nerd, like, she loves words and, like, is an academic, like, scholar. Um, and so her approach to language and poetry was always just like, oh, yes, like this is a part of how one can express themselves in the world and it's just like a thing that people do you know it wasn't even like oh you have to be a poet but it was just like being able to write a poem was like a skill you know and so um i was writing poems as sort of like um, an art form you know as a child um but i since i can remember i just loved dancing and so dancing was my initial like public performance art i like mm -hmm. danced in churches i was in dance dance groups 
excuse me, um, all like through um, church when I was like a kid in church. And then um, I started, started like taking actual classes um, and dancing somewhere professionally and like working and doing gigs and like, and like, yeah, it was like uh, my like main thing. And then I went to boarding school for musical theater um, and did like straight up just like dance and musical theater and directed shows and taught like character acting and taught stage combat and just really just like honed a whole set of like performance and theatrical skills um, and a whole like performance uh, sort of like background while navigating some like some, some like minor like sort of like media studies with like hosting a radio show and like and like and like some, some TV stuff available through my high school but just like dabbling in other sort of skill sets while having this really deep performance um, base. And writing was definitely just like a, oh, I can write if someone asked me to write. I can, like, write a poem if you write a poem, but it was, it was still, like, a skill thing, not like a, I'm trying to be a poet. I just knew that if I needed to write a poem about something, I could and I wouldn't hate it. And I could, like, talk about it and it could be fine. Um, by this time, I was still, like, very much so going on a performance and, like, dance, like track in my mind I want to be a choreographer on Broadway and insert ideas and dreams there um and then I even went to college and danced through college at Dacapella for a little bit but that was like for social capital whatever not like talent um I was the president of it again social capital not talent um <laughs> and so and so yeah and so like I like danced and sang and like, all through, from, like, basically seven, all through college, um, and then, so, fuck, and then, and then I, um, started writing essays, it's, like, a, a writing practice again, uh, and I, like, I, like, wrote Blavity's newsletter when they first started, like, their, like, weekly newsletter, like, I, I was writing it, I was writing the, the like, that was sent out, so if you ever got any of those and you ask them, you're welcome, um, and before they became whatever they are now, um, aka the Blavity Blacks. We can talk about Blavity later because that's a professional story, not an art story. And <laughs> thank God for them. Anyways, so um, so yeah, so I was like starting to write more, um, but just like kind of just like, like essays, not not even really creatively. And I was still dancing and, and creating college. Graduate college, I like hosted a vigil for Mike Brown in Boston, and it was much larger than I thought it was going to be. But it was literally just me. And that just like happened, and then folks went to Ferguson, and so I started like organizing while not creating art anymore for some reason. Well, not for some reason. I graduated college and like had a job, so I like, took a break from making art and I started organizing. Um, and then uh, I got beat up by police and hit by a car in the same night, and so I couldn't dance anymore, and I still can't. And so I had to figure out a new way to make art because I couldn't do this sort of like performance um, as rigorously as I, as I had been before. Um, and so I started, I wrote a rap album. That's when my first, my first rap album came out in 2015, the year, year after I graduated college because I was recuperating um, from fucking getting beat up and hit by a car. And so I started with this rap album and then started writing poetry and then I just, like, opened up this whole entire poetry practice just around, like, around my own healing. Um, and now I'm three bucks into that. And so I was like, oh, I have all these other skills. Like, I, like, did film in high school. I, like, performed before. Um, I've, I've, like, spent, like, hours on Photoshop and such. And so I wanted to make a film for 
my second book, The Black Condition. And so I got some funding from The First Thing Last, another local black curatorial organization. Um, they gave me funding to finish my first film. And so I created my second album, my first all music album as a soundtrack for that film. And then now I just have a whole video music. I've had three EPs in the last two years. I'm working on my second short film right now. Um, Y'all brought me out here for a solo show last year, you know? So like, I'm out here, you know, taking up space. Um, but yeah, my, my, the, my, more, my more visual and performance uh, restart, I'm sorry, my writing started after my performance and like dance sort of like directory ended because of like that police shit. And then um, mm. I've, I've returned to, to I, I sort of use video work as like my like placeholder for like performance work. Um, but recently I've been getting into like, um, not recently, that's a lie. In Boston between my rap album and leaving Boston, I like had some like DIY like noise white kid, you know, exposure. And so I have a loop pedal and a mic and a little amp that I, you know, can fuck up. Um, but yeah, that's just like a little, another skill that I sort of picked up, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not like my main art, but I, I now perform um, with it. Uh, but yeah, so I started off as a regular, regular, just a little like dancer gay theater kid and then got serious and smart, then got beat up. And now I just make videos and talk about my body. Okay. Do you have a follow-up question? Um, do you want to go? Do you have one? Okay, so, yes. So it, it's clear to me as you talk about, like, the journey of your artistry, mm-hmm. uh, of your practice, um, that you've always been steeped in this kind of intermedia practice, right? For, like yeah. different levels. Do you have a hierarchy um, in which you place like these different mediums and these different modes, or is it just mm. kind of this rhizome for you? Come on, rhizome. Come on, rhizome. Come on, um, MFA degree. I, know, I mean, yeah, you, you got one. I don't. I'm stupid. That's um, like the one thing I learned. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. No, I'm judging a fucking graduate MFA poetry competition. And I'm like, I oh, know, y'all. I got one of those, though. Cool. Whatever is money, great. Um, no, I'm truly honored. But uh, yeah, I. Here's the thing. If, from my vantage point, I'm saying like one thing all the time. Y'all just see different shit each time I say it. You know? Mm-hmm. And like. Like, for me, like, I'm, I made, like, my film and my second book, they're for me the, the, the exact same thing. And I think someone won't, need, won't be able to fucking read that, that book and get a goddamn thing from it. And that's because, like, I don't write for everybody. I don't write for every nigga. I wish I could, but that's fucking impossible, so I don't. Ha-ha! <laughs> Get over it! I don't. Niggas will get it, because I still write it for niggas, but I don't write for everybody because I can't. I don't try to. I write for, for niggas who need this to hear it the way I'm saying it. But what I'm saying is, I look at myself in the mirror and say a lot of crazy shit. Oh, I can show you that. I can show you that. I can give you this other thing. I can, you know, I can, I, I don't, I felt like I was taught 
even like in in school, I was always taught sort of like one way. Like I'm like I, I can't learn everything from you talking at me. You can talk to me, you can explain to me this topic ten times, and if I don't do it once, I won't ever get it. You know, I like I understand people learn and understand differently. I feel like my responsibility is how many ways can I give it to you? Because I want you to have it so damn bad. My need for you to get it is so much higher than whatever else I'm doing. How can I get this to you? You know, and yeah. so someone can sit and meditate on my words and get everything they need, and that's great. Leave me the fuck alone. But if you need to see me, I can't be in front of you all the time. I'm not a in your face kind of like artist, mm-hmm. but I will give you every possible inch of my body that I can if I'm not having a hundred percent. Give it anybody I will <laughs> you know, expose myself in these really like for me like 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 oh like, I believe in overexposure. I do believe in that for myself. I believe that I have been gifted a sense of myself in the world that not a lot of black people truly get to have where I am look at me. Look, you wanna look at me stupid? Oh look at me look at me. Yeah. You I don't like it is not, I know niggas don't feel that way often. I. They do not. <laughs> and, I, and, and there are times when I hate being looked at, but if I'm navigating my art, yeah. it's like, I know I can navigate this art because I know I've had, to, I, I've had to navigate being looked at so many different kind of ways that like the ways that I have now personally singularly coded it for myself. I can put on a little show pretty easily without it costing me the same way that it would cost someone else. And I have no, yo, sit this one out. Let me. Oh, the clown? Oh, I can put it on and take it off in 10 minutes flat in a YouTube tutorial. Because mm-hmm. I'm trained to. Yeah. I've spent 10 years learning how to put on and take off clown makeup in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I can make a, a, a thing of it because it's not going to kill me, but it may fucking give me a check. It may fucking, you know, sort of navigating more like, temporally. And so it's like, okay, like I can figure out, like, my book mm-hmm. is not, is like, is not for, like, the on the 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 the, uh, the people who someone did not read poetry or read, they may not like my book. Yeah, they may not fuck with it. They may think that then people who even read very very popular poetry may not like my book. Because my popular poetry, like as in as in like highest selling on Amazon type shit, is not kind of coming from like MFA poets. It's, it's coming from people who just write and communicate the world in their beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk shit about that right now because I already have so much before that I don't need to again. But I was, po- was going to ask a leading question about that, but we can... Oh, you can. If you were to leave me there, I will run. But I'm saying, I'm not going to jump there for no reason. <laughs> but my thing is, like, like, I know my poetry is even not for, like, the average person. And I don't need it to be. Maybe you should just follow me on Twitter. What do you mean by the average person? The person who... I mean, like, I write poems for people who like poetry... In a very like classical sense, mm-hmm. like not in the words that make me feel good. Like no, no, no. If you want, if you want, you if you like poetry craft, mm-hmm. you'll like my fucking poetry books. If you don't, you may not. You may like one or two poems, and that's fucking cool. I do, I'm, I do try to write across, you know, navigation. But like, I'm not making a book of poetry for every other nigga because I'm not trying to be that. I'm not trying. I don't. I'm not self publishing this shit just for fun. I'm not trying to get my voice out. I'll make a zine. I, there are avenues for me to, to, to just get things out for myself. But if I'm going to make a fucking book of poetry that would have someone else's name on it, have all of the shit, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to make it a fucking thing that's going to be a thing for people who will see it as a thing. Because yeah. that's not all that I am. It's a thing that I made. Yeah. And, like, there are people who will read that book, love that book, sit with that book, who would never for a second be able to even get through Caligonous Lavender. They could not even... I, I know so many I, I, and I know I should say I believe 
the actual viewing of my physical body would like jolt some of my biggest fans in these ways that they can just sit with whatever I told them in this poem, whatever they want to project onto it, if it's there or not, they can imagine all that shit. But having me say I want to die to myself in the mirror, just in a fucking hyper-edited fucking, I know would freak them out. And I'm like, because guess what? The film isn't for you then. Mm-hmm. Now, I appreciate someone who can get down with more of it than not, but I don't hold anyone's responsible for all that. That's not that's no one's responsibility. I know my mom can handle all my art, so why would I expect anyone else to? You know what I mean? And like that's not her responsibility. She's not responsible for my for, for my entire oeuvre. You know, that's not her job. That's no one's job. And so I don't make art for everyone ever because I know it's never it's not my responsibility. And also, like, I see so much of my art to answer your question about being hierarchical. I see so much of my art as just like translations of translations of the same thing. You know, maybe in an era or time, but like my book and my film are the same thing for me. And like, mm-hmm. and like the album is, is like something, the Sonic that they both live in. And like, yeah, no. Um, I, I, I don't want to do the, the lazy artist thing for me and say it's all just like text, if you will. They're all just various texts we get to read through. But like, they, they, are, they are sort of just like different states of the same matter, for sure. Yeah. You know, the, like some of them are more plasma, gaseous, or um, solid, or lit, you know. But but for me, a lot of my work is the same matter, just because the, because of the atmosphere I decided to put it out into, it takes the shape that it needs to. It'll change the color it does. It reacts in the ways that it has to. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not making a poetry. But I'm not making a book of poetry for all the ways that I'm doing it for everyone. I'm not releasing my zines for everyone. Like like. That's some work that I'm, I'm very proud of in those things. And I'm like, damn, I, I sort of wish the poetry world was built in a way where someone could read this shit right now who needs it. Mm-hmm. But some people who are looking for, for this shit are only looking to poetry in that way. So how do I, you know, like, it's a whole thing. I like, I, I, I both try to not, a, not, a, not, 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 not appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. but show every space I'm in that I'm everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's highbrow, lowbrow. Are you looking? You looking at my brows? You know what I mean? Like, like, like. It's like disrupt. Like disrupt. It's like you know, a hierarchy. Not even for some big political reason, but other than like, I just don't know what the fuck y'all think because I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't. I can't. I will assume and be right and be wrong. You know. But like, I yeah, I can't. I I I like decide. I like having so much out there to see what people need from me. And I'm just like, wait, I'm like, oh, maybe you can't look at any of my. Whenever I, I remember, I used to do, I used to do um, Twitter polls, Twitter polls, and like, oh, how do you know me? Like, poetry essays just from Twitter, because um, I had a few viral tweets, um, or like, you know, or other, and like, it's always evenly split, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Like, only one of these things pays my bills, you know? And y'all, you know, and have y'all with me just from being alive on here? Cool. So yeah, I can't I can't hold even my art as like higher than it is or how people even fuck with me. So I'm I'm glad that I have so many various entry points mm-hmm. for, you know, my people and others. And others. You know. <laughs> but again, I d I don't I am more of a voyeur than exhibitionist, but I do like being watched because I assume it's happening at all times. You have questions, or I have some questions. Hit me. Um, I have like several different ones, so I don't know where to start. Um, I guess maybe I should start with the most recent thing. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking about this like um, 
idea of like what you're talking about that like um because i you know like, i guess in my mind i'm like oh people that like j-dod they're like j-dod fans but now it's there's this idea that like there's j-dod poetry fans there's j-dod yeah. video fans yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, j-dod yeah. performance yeah. fans but they may not necessarily cross over they, they yeah. could potentially not even know maybe the poetry fans potentially don't even know that your video work um so i, I guess i'm now just thinking of this of like this like fans is divided but then earlier you're talking about like if people get it through any one medium they're getting it because you're saying it through all these different mediums so mm -hmm. if somebody claims like they get it through their poetry and then not connecting with anything else that's still um satisfactory i mean it's too satisfaction mine yeah i guess so you're oh uh I'm satisfied if they can get. You know, no, I'm no. Yeah, I'm sort of satisfied whenever I can tell someone got something from me that is even remotely useful. Even if it's not what I gave them on, on purpose, if it makes them think about something that I could never have thought about myself, you know, like like not black people, straight people, cis people, oftentimes get really beautiful reflections out of my work that I was not. I can't think like that. That could not have been my life. I did not write that line, that thing for that thing, but you got that shit. Oh yeah, because I'm a fucking vessel. Because I'm good in my shit. Because I need to be in the room right now to let you know that fucking shit. Whatever else you shit you're talking about, that line was for you. Cool. I believe my work can do that, and like not even out of context work for different people, but like no, I believe that that my work is always going to be is a frequency. So if you're pitched to your right to shit that you need, you'll hear what you need to hear. Like I like again, sandwich. Like I'm gonna fucking bring this bell, and if whatever whatever frequency you are attuned to, you will hear however much or little of my, you know, wavelength. You know, and so, um, yeah, thinking about like <clears throat> if I'm satisfied, I still really know if anyone gets to get anything. So I'm like very, I'm very often not satisfied by like my fans at all like 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 i i i know that i have them in a semi-material way in that like i know people support me you know but it's like like say like 20 25 people over the course of the year you can you know usually consistently give you support me you know but i i, I had seven thousand followers on on twitter however many on Instagram, you know, however many people on Facebook or whatever. And even on my old Facebook before I got this new one, I had like over 5,000 friends on Facebook, whatever. And I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying because I was fucking lived all across the country and my life is not real. But, but like, you know, but like I, I, I know, uh, how do I say this? For a large part of my life, I knew my circle came from Literally, just like being alive, like going to boarding school in Connecticut, and who I met, and having like, just like I, I happen to know a fucking weird network of people because of how that world is set up, and so it's like there's that, and then like, um, always being like so literally, just like a distinct person in a room, like my sheer size, like my expression, like you know, like I have like I just like I don't have any, um. I because I uh, because, um, I'm not fucked up way. I've never had to worry about, about being special wherever I go, and so I've had and so I actively do not. I cannot think about what makes me special to people. Like I, I can't. It, it would it would drive me crazy than it already does, you know. Because I just like like and not like oh my god, and everyone has eyes on me. 
in some fantastic way, but I literally like, look like a fucking alien to have the people in the world for some reason, you know? And it's either a variety of, like, my gender expression, a variety of, like, my fucking actual just build, just being, like, just as tall and expressive. Like, it's a variety of things, but I've never not been fucking looked at. Black people, white people, any color, like, any room, like, and now that I'm visibly trans and visibly, like, it's just like, you know, I, I always want to navigate. And so being satisfied is, like, when anyone tells me, I'll believe them. People don't tell me shit. I don't know. I do, I, I think part of the reason why I do so much shit is because I don't know what works for people, so I assume that if I have something for everybody, you can't say you didn't, you didn't have a way in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think if I got more feedback, I would do less. Tr- truly, truly, actually, you and I fucking have some real talk. If I got more actual feedback, if I knew who my fans actually were, I would do less. Yeah. But in my mind, everyone doesn't. Everyone only knows one thing, so I'm gonna keep on doing all of it because I need all of it to get to get by. But like, I think honestly, if I if I knew any one of my skills or art forms was actually um, was actually <laughs> like I had actual fans for, I would do more of it. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, that's why I do poetry the most. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. People teach me in schools. Like, I'm taught in schools. Like, yeah. I, like, like across the country. Like. Boom, boom, shot, like, air horn, like, Nicki Minaj, fucking sound effects, like, to freedom, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 that's not a stunt, that's a factual fact. For the, for since my, my first book, and second book have been taught. I've gone to the schools and read it, like, period. And so it's like, um, oh, I don't bring that up. Fuck, not like a bitch, because I brought it up in Africa, I brought it up. What are we talking about? Um, you're talking about if you got a feedback, you would potentially make less art, right? So the reason why I know poetry works is because I know I'm because my my poetry is being taught, and so that's why I feel comfortable, you know, pouring so much into it and making the books that I make. Because I'm like, the, my fucking zine won't be taught, or they maybe taught because I made them now. But like my like zines, like it's it is um, it is unfortunate how zines are not taught in the average poetry c- curriculum. Can I do a follow up question Hit me. to that? Okay, Hit me. so um. Like, part of my practice is steeped in the comic zines DIY world. <laughs> yes. I know that's my friends. Um, I'm not trying to be <coughs> I know. Um, and I'm interested in, like, the way that you describe zines. There's, like, an implication yeah. of, like, that they're lesser than in some way than, like, the poetry, which has more formal has a more formalized background, I think. And I would like to hear more yeah. about that. It's not real, one. Okay. And there are more poets making zines than are writing books like I am. Mm-hmm. And so for the production, it is vastly erased, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, superiority is uh, bullshit in this context. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Um, artists who get to claim capital around poetry as when I say poetry versus a zine mm-hmm. and very few poets that I respect have not made zines no matter where they are on the spectrum of poet TM poet like you know what I mean and I think that because I think that and that's not to say there are tons of poets who I love who never made a zine because they're just fucking squares and don't care about craft, you know. And that's like they're just like writers, you know. That's their own thing, and I don't hate them for being, you know, squares. Um, but people who I fuck with, sort of heavy, who have like any sort of interdisciplinary practice, like 
knew they had to get their own words out in a different way before contributing to any sort of system. And so, yeah, no, I think that zine as a medium for poetry is wildly erased. I think a lot more people make zines and call them like chat books or like other things to like distance mm-hmm. themselves from zines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish I understood why. Because I, I had a thing that was a chat book, but that was before I even knew about the zine world as like a personal thing that like I could even access. Like I just, I just didn't know anybody who made zines. But the, my first my first poetry book, my first chat book was like, handmade yeah you know like since making my own things now i'm like oh bitch this is how y'all did that shit y'all just fucking just like fucking that shit and <laughs> <laughs> what like it wasn't bound in the, you know i like like you know but i didn't know that that was in 2014 and i didn't even know that till literally this year how easy my first book not easy not easy is not the word not the word is easy but how uh materially tactile and like accessible, accessible. in a different way yeah. accessible in a different way because that book looks, looks beautiful. And I love that. I love that book. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, yeah, I, when I got my first, like, bound book from, like, a press, it did look and feel different. But I realized that I couldn't afford that book for, like, nine months out of the year. And I was like, oh, what's the point of having a book if I can't afford it? You know? And so, yeah. And so, since coming to Portland, I've made two zines myself and then designed two more and then I'm publishing two other ones so yeah my zine game is now deep because I fuck with it heavy but and that's um, primarily through the IPRC residency yes yeah shout out to IPRC Independent Publishing Resource Center can you talk a little bit about that that's all I'm gonna say about them they're really great and they support me <laughs> okay I love them they're great that's all I wanna share yeah yeah I've, I've seen one of the zines that you've made through it the obligations one yeah where 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 that really yeah, beautiful that, cool 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 thank you so much the other one is like more collage work and more like oh. it's a little bit to me it's more of a zine than if you want to see the oh my god oh i have both of them here oh i should put my bag in here anyways um it's funny if you want to see my growth in my not even respect but my understanding of what my capacity for zine making is between 17 obligations which is completely computer made Every single, every single image, uh, like every every single page is like computer created, mm-hmm. um, and like I wrote the poems, and then like it's not, they're each individually designed, like it, like each poem is individually designed from color to shape to whatever, whatever, but it is like it was all done in in, in, in Illustrator. Um, I mean, in design. In design, thank you. Yes. Um, listen, I ain't draw shit. Like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I knew, I knew it was a Photoshop, but I was like, wait, it's the wrong, that's the wrong, it's the wrong eye. Anyways, thank you, thank you so much. In, in design. Um, but the second one, I like cut out, I like printed out poems that I that I had written and like put them on top of like collages that I made and like done oh. some like, and then put some text and like I like found some fonts and like put, made some like text art, put it over. But I navigated collage and like I like insert. I, I did some like some risograph printing, which is like this new medium that I've been playing with. Um, and so yeah, I did some like some like collage for that and scans of that and just and just like. Did you like working with the risograph? Oh, me and the riso are tight. I keep that. I, I I was on her today. That's my girl. We're sisters. I love the risograph. I love the risograph so much. Yeah. I've seen the risograph. I've seen people work with it. It seems like a particularly finicky printing is, method. Oh yeah, no. Like you have to like 
be in conversation with the machine. Oh, you have to like, really like understand like the not uh but like when you're in there and that shit starts coming out and you see that ain't nothing like it. Nothing like it. I love I love I love a good machine, but that acts like a human. I love I love I love a good finicky machine. I love a Oh good, really? Yes. Oh. Yo, like you wanna believe in magic? Yo, treat a machine like you would treat a plant. Watch that whole work. Unless unless it's an actual mechanism broken, mm-hmm. a fetican machine will respond like a plant will. Interesting. In my experience, but I believe machines and plants and plants and machines, but the conversation continue. <laughs> um, I have a couple of different questions. Um, before we before the I guess subjects go too far away from them, hit me, hit me. um, I'm gonna ask two different ones. Okay. Um. So this one, I was starting to think about this one way back at the beginning of uh, the interview, sure. and um, hearing you like talk about your mom, it makes me wonder: um, Have you or would you like collaborate with your mom? Oh my god, yo! It's so my mom really like paints. She like, she like, had her first like gallery show this year. Like oh. my mom is like an actual fucking visual artist. Like, um. Also, really glad that you asked me that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, I've never thought about it. And I think about my mom, I think, I love how my mom sees me. And I like, because I just like, am still trying to see it. I don't think that I can make, make anything. I think I would just like only make whatever she wanted. Like, I don't think I could tell her what to do in any capacity, even like creatively. And like it kills me that she doesn't. I, I think that she thinks that it would be the most bomb shit ever. I think if my mom thinks if we like became like an art team, it would be like. And I was like, Nah, mom, I would be your handbag. You know, like I wouldn't. I could not. I don't care about anything enough more than my mom. And so like it, I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I. I, I I'm even someone like to like make art about my mom. You know, I just like I just like her. She's my mom. Like of all the things, like that's my mom. Like I like write about her as like you know a figure, and like always I I like love getting to honor her and like having like, a poem for her in every in every book, you know, as a thing. But like, yeah, no, like my mom. Like of all the things that I don't have to like mystify and like either like romanticize past its point or like tell the heart. No, my mom actually was pretty whole and dope and like cool and i get to have i get to enjoy that and i don't have to wave that and my mom loves a lot of people and gets a lot and you know it's like so yeah like i don't think i would collaborate with her right now in my life i think i would actually yeah let me say this i would love to be grown enough to i would love to get grown enough where i think that i could collaborate with my mom and not feel like her handbag but i think right now i i would just still feel like you know, her, 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 little, her little purse. Like, her, the artist is present with her purse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's how it would be. I don't think I could, like... We could be, like, these two collaborating voices. Right now. I'm not... I, just, I still feel too young. I may be young, but I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Great question. Because, yeah. yeah, wow. No, honestly, great question. I've never, I haven't thought about that in, ever before. But I think that's why. Yeah. Cool. And then um, earlier you're talking about like um, all these different mediums as um, different ways of like getting your message across and like um, kind of like different languages to like talk to to different people. Um, 
but then like you're already like um involved in so many different like ways of like talking to people um are you still thinking about like new ways of uh talking to people or like new mediums you're wanting to that's so funny explore I mean, like, no. <laughs> um, it's funny you said do is talk to people. I was like, no. How do I talk to less people? Uh, how do I close these faucets that I've opened? Um, no, actually. I'm going to actually stand in the stand in this feeling. I want, sort of like what I said earlier, if I had more feedback, I would do less. And so I think I'm just going to hone in on all my things. I got off social media to, like, recalibrate that. I've been on Twitter for 10 years straight. Mm-hmm. I've never truly logged off Twitter in 10 years. And even now I'm fucking lurking, you know? Sorry. <laughs> um, whatever this comes out, I guess I'll see all your shit. Um, okay, no one's talking shit about me because no one cares. Um, so I'm not, <laughs> whatever. Uh, thankfully. Um, but I can see, I guess. But whatever. The point is, uh, I... And I, I'm like recalibrating my like social media voice, you know, for myself because I just like care differently about social media and want to get paid to say words more. Um, and thankfully, I am. Um, but also, just being off is like recalibrated by my relationship to like information and like communication and like just like not feeling tied. And I haven't been feeling tied for a long time, but really feeling really like really less tied to like to like um, even like the materialness of people that I care about. You know, I'm just like, I can just check in with y'all when I want to. I don't have to watch all the up and down, ups and downs. And, like, not even, like, offer all my ups and downs. They're kind of relevant to me in this way. Like, I'm, I'm still up just living, you know. And that's when I'm, you know. Um, and so, I'm thinking, if anything, I'm finding new ways to, to listen to myself and care for myself. Because um, I just haven't actually for a long time in my life. I've been so invested in like, how do I give? How do I find a channel for everyone to get? Oh, y'all got all of them. Let me chill. Yeah, I think I think I'm like very against new openings. I think I am overexposed and don't hate it. But now I need to, you know, deal with all that data that I'm losing from all this. You know, now white space, white space, white space. Yeah. 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 Oh, do you have one? Yes. Okay. Um, so in following up, like, this kind of social high me- uh, social media hiatus that yeah, you're yeah, taking. Yeah, 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 um, uh, I guess my first question about that is, like, how is it affecting your practice? You described this loss of data because, like, this is the first time that you've logged off in 10 years. Oh, yeah, and how, yeah, And I'm assuming, as an intermediate artist, like, that sort of connection to this kind of echo chamber of uh, information exchange was a part of your practice. It's funny. I It wasn't an echo chamber for me because... Uh, I'm a sociologist before I'm an intermediate artist, mm-hmm. artist by just, by just because of just exposure. Like, I went to college for sociology. And so, mm-hmm. like, I, like, my little scholarship knowledge is on, like, critical race, art history, like, like, like art, art theory, um, but, like, sociological. Like, I've, like, done sociological studies and, like, written about media through a sociological lens. And so um, I, like, really curated my timeline to like only be basically like black women, black queer men that I could respect. 
Uh, you know, and then others select white homosexuals and queer folks that I fucked with, some trans folks, some non-black trans folks that I fucked with, and then just, like, people I knew in real life. And that was before I even got off. Like, that, that was probably, like, I, like, unfollowed any white person who didn't donate to me or I knew very well. Like, even very, people who I even knew, but not very well. I was like, no, that's cool. I'm going to talk to you in two years. No, you don't get to, you, I don't have to follow you. You can follow me. Mm-hmm. Fine. I don't fuck. I don't. I ex- I expect you to be watching. People do, you know. But like, I actively recalibrated it, and I saw my fucking mood change. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. avoiding white opinions. Oh, feels great. Avo- oh, you know. But then on the same token, watching black people fucking say terrible shit, and have no one to point at, and have to just sit there and be like, I guess I just like talk shit. I guess about niggas. <laughs> And it's this thing where it's like <laughs> the most, my, my, my most annoying tweet I've ever had to tweet and I had to see it multiple times is telling a white person like can you unlike that nigga tweet cause just don't I'm actually like I know you can see it I know your eyes work I know you're, I know you're fucking mm. but what in the fuck what do you think you're doing here and then I'm like you know and that's been me for a while like it really made me selectively say say things. And not to say things about myself, but when t- I like really was starting to talk about black shit on Twitter because I was like, I know I have a white audience. I went to boarding school in Connecticut. I went to college in Boston. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. I went to Tufts. I'm, I know white people. I'm fluent in Caucasian. Like, fluent. Like, I went to my mitzvahs. Like, I like, I am that girl. Like, I'm from South. Like, I'm a Cali girl who went to boarding school. Like, I know white people down. It would be irresponsible of me <laughs> to have that, to have, you know, just like, I was irresponsible online for so long, just like, regurgitating shit and keeping shit, like, trying to meet everyone's lifelines and all the black experiences, and I was like, no, if you're not paying me, then I don't want to see your shit, and then if you're going to see shit, you're lucky to, and if you fuck up, I will tell you and block you. So, okay, I have a question, follow-up question, sorry, Max. No, 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 I hear what you're saying about responsibility. Um, like, do you do you think it's fair to give yourself or assign yourself this responsibility based on the fact that white people happen to be paying attention to what you're saying and doing? Was it right? So uh, I feel responsible for the ways that I know it's benefited me. Okay. Like I don't look around my poetry world and see a lot of black trans women. Mm. I like the one that I, I like, you know, I have to find the ones in the scene world wherever I am. And like, I don't know any black trans girls in Portland who have a scene. I don't know any black, I know one other black trans woman in Portland actually, who's, who's, who I even know personally, who's, who's, who's an artist. One, and another trans woman of color. Every other like not, I'm not and like there's there's space for the whole spectrum, but like not not speaking about non-binary gender people who identify as trans women the way that I do. Mm-hmm. I've met two other women of color in all of Portland who do art. Do you know Gita Lewis? Maybe we're not gonna do this game right now. Okay. Um, of naming our trans friends. Anyways, but the point is like it's not it's not it's not like I don't know niggas, not like I don't know artists, mm-hmm. not like I don't know trans people. But that the conflation is 
so limited, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, and so it's this thing where it's just like, I know I don't, I don't believe or work in a novelty because I don't feel special or outside of a history or like a lineage ever. But I also like would be lying if I, if, if I, if I knew that I wasn't people's only or, or sort of like limited exposure into a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I don't feel responsible explaining me at all, but I know that if anything I say is going to be used against me in the court of whiteness, then I'm gonna fucking think of, think about it differently. I don't lose sleep over it, and I also don't say anything that I would lose sleep over. In my mind, I try not to. I try not to frame it, frame it in that way. Like, but no, I'm def honestly. But even in my in my real life, I'm still more every day afraid of and like have to deal with like the troubles and stresses of like other black people than I do white people I don't I don't carry the everyday stress of whiteness because mm-hmm. white people hurt each other mm-hmm. you know class hurts hurt. welfare hurts white people you know mm-hmm. prisons also hurt white <laughs> they don't it's not about compa- it's, not, it's not about comparing numbers wise but they don't care about each other it's, they, they don't care about us they don't care about each other mm-hmm. it is not does it need to be compared or like, oh, who are, no, white people don't care about each other, period. So, of course, they don't care about us. But, like, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about that. I don't, I don't have to appeal, I don't have to talk about structural shit in the same, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel as urgent as like trying to address all that shit because of the ways that it affects everyone. But I know that, like, certain things that only I navigate and or like how people read only me navigating in the room or in a context, like, okay, I'm not gonna pretend like, I'm not your entry point into something, and so I'm gonna give you my thing in my context and let it cook or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I don't lose sleep over any responsibility, and I also think that it's irresponsible to think that I'm not responsible for being looked at. Like, if I didn't want to be looked at, I would be online. There are ways. There, there are ways. I'm sorry. Like I do. I do believe there are ways to even create anonymous accounts, like, like anonymous personas online and build community. Where if you don't want your actual personhood to be up for conversation, then you cannot have it online. And oh. and I think that I think that's I think that the ethics around that can be called into question. We can converse around that, sure. But also, I it kills me in some ways when it's just like. I'm not responsible for what you for what I say, or like I'm not trying to represent everybody. Sure, anyone trying to read you as that is fucking dumb, and you shouldn't hold their opinion. But if you're doing things that are these broad ass strokes for everyone, then I'm gonna call you a broad ass bitch. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you, you do broad shit. I'm gonna call you broad. Like, like you 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 can you know refute. You can refute all the all the the like. I'm not trying to be a token. I'm not. Try- but if you fucking yo. I've written about being a token because when I was a token, that's how you avoid it. That's how you, you can't avoid it. You talk about it. You don't hide it. You don't deny it. People, people who deny any sort of momentary tokenism kill me. I'm like, this is not going to oh. save your life. You're not going to save this institution. Why not just do whatever do this bullshit that you're going to do and then say that was bullshit. That's supposed to be like, this. they really are trying to help out artists of... Say you wanted a check. Say I was hungry. I needed to eat. Ain't that some bullshit I had to do to eat? Yeah, friend. Because I, I can respect that in a second. Over. Well, you know they're really trying to like reopen their 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 board had a meeting about. And what if they don't? What if what if you had to eat and that's okay? 
What if you deserve to eat? What if you're responsible for feeding yourself instead of trying to be the black black artist of the year? I'm responsible for yo. You know what I mean? And like, there's a, I feel like there's a whole network of like black artists and black trans folks that I like share money with. We just keep passing, you know, twenty bucks here and there. And I'm just like, whenever we get, whenever we get anything, we just keep passing around money. Like, there's so many other ways that we, I'm just like, like. I'm responsible to that. I, I'm responsible to them, but like only oh, because there's they they because because it's all coming back. It's not it's any certain dollars I send to any black trans person is absolutely coming back to me ten times over in some time. That's how it's been happening. Like any like whenever I put up any call, black trans folks are the first people to give me money. Whenever I get an extra coin, cash apps, you know, and it's just like. And so it's like that's 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 who I'm responsible to. Me talking shit, me talking shit. And if you were worried, 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 worried about me talking shit, that anything that I do, then guess what I care about? Not your life. You know what I mean? Like, people who care about more about how I say or what I say over anything that I do, or even what I'm actually saying, which people never seem to get to, but just the tone or, like, my perspective, or, like, you were really, like... I'm like, but what did I say, though? Was it wrong? Was there a lie found? No, but I was a bitch when I said it. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I was a bitch. Tell me about it. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, inform me more about how much of a bitch I know I was since I was literally being it at the time. Like, tell me more, you know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I feel very, not irresponsible, but I know who I'm responsible to and do so much more material, personal, like, every day, whenever I can work for that, that, like, my public statements and statements that I let y'all get to hear, y'all have to deal with them. Not me. I dealt with them. That's why you're getting to hear them. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm accountable to them. Yes, sure. Like, I don't, but I also don't talk shit about people like that. Like, I talk shit about things. And when Hit Dogs Holler, I'll call you a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? When Hit Dogs Holler, I'll call you that dog. I will, I, if you, if you, if you, if you're gonna, it's so, it's so bad. I, I, I was gonna accuse of subtweeting, and I'm like, it wasn't subtweeting until you told me it was about you. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't name you. If you weren't named, I, I couldn't have known. But yeah, so in terms of, 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 of responsibility, I I know I would not be here talking to you right now without doing being around all the white shit that I went through and dealing with all that bullshit. And I have all those eyes on me in big and small ways that I know and don't know. And so I don't. I mean, also, I mean, I don't really, think, I don't really know. I don't really have to worry about what white people are thinking often because mm-hmm. I like. Unfortunately, like a lot of black people don't know enough about my personal body for me to even like have a good black, like any sort of remotely monolithic or like ready to go black perspective. And so it's like I know my black understanding of my body and like a lot of black queer understandings, but like there's some black queer folks who have a lot of problems with black trans people, and I'm just like, how are you out here in a full lace front, uh, fucking acrylics and a dress, calling me a man? Sorry. You know, like, how are you navigating all this, like, queer space, but then have this really, like, transphobic line that because I'm not, you know, this is, or, like, and so it's, like, yeah, I'm not, like, I, yeah, I feel like instead of sort of feeling like, oh, there's, like, I'm I'm too, too trans for the gay, too black, I hate that shit, I hate, I hate those narratives, but I'm just, like, oh, yeah, I trust no nigga, and also believe everyone is wonderful. <laughs> Like, I have to. I literally have to. There's no correlation between how any one person will engage with me because there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason, you know, that I really cannot assume anything. And so I avoid white thought because it's built outside of me and wants to kill me. And so mm-hmm. unless I'm fucking it, I can't think about it. And then, um, 
black thought is already all that I have normally, and so I only have to deal with when it hurts when someone's in my face about it. Other than that, I think that it's the best thing ever. I think black thoughts are the only thing that matter in the world. They're mine. I have them. I, when I see them in the world, I think, you know, so it's like a... It's like uh, I get to I my, my fluency in whiteness has 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 made it like a frequency I can just like turn off like it's, it's like post white noise. It's like I can even you even sound like a human that I can respect. Is that funny? Like wow, like <laughs> wow, like you know. I mean, I'm like sort of joking, but like I am surprised every day with how nice I can be to certain white people who I like have to encounter. Like like not every day. Like I obviously I live in Portland, and so whatever. Um, but I. Other white people that I have to encounter every day, like, there's like, I saw a number that I actually do just like, like, like love for sure as people because I just like I can and I have and I have no shame about loving white the white people that I do love because there's like you know a handful and they would definitely look for, like you know be there for me. Mm-hmm. And then there's those other white people who just like are in the neighborhood who I just like have to like I'm like oh I could be that friendly black hottie, but like you literally are, like smiling at me every fucking day. Let me just fucking <laughs> let me just you know. And like worst comes to worst, I get a story, you know. I get some new information. Like I, I, I like people enough as a sociologist to hear people tell me talk to me. And I was like, oh, that's what you think that I am. No, that's what you think that you are. Well, I love people telling about themselves, but telling about themselves and not meaning to. Like I like, I like things enough like that. Where like being so comfortable with white people, I think that if I didn't have all my years of, of comfort, I'd be like, what is this dumb shit coming out of your mouth, bro? But I'm like, oh yeah, you fucking climb mountains with no rope because you want to be alive. You know, like, I can, like, I can, I can like, understand, you know, that like intricacies differently now. And so it's easy for me to like bullshit and like navigate. Um, and also it's easy for me to fucking find like white people who I really fuck with because they are a few and far between, but I'm so overexposed. I can, Smell them out, and and my my few white folks who I fuck with heavy, I truly have not been disappointed by in Portland. Also, few. Did I say few? Do I mean few? I mean, I mean my housemates, and like I have I have these neighbors who like own a cafe who are like my people. Um, that's it. That's the whole list of my people that I'm cool with in Portland. That was it. That's it. My, my housemates and then my those neighbors who are in a cafe who are really cool. Those are my white people in Portland. That's my, my full my full statement. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Or I mean, like, there's, there's, there's a few like happy people who like I've grown to like you know t- to like. But like, it comes from a history of like, oh my god, oh this is why this is how I got here. This is how I. Yeah. This is how. Because it did not. It's not inherent for sure. It's not inherent. But I also have to learn how it looks to certain niggas. Like, being so fluent in whiteness makes niggas, they question me. And I was like, sure. And you'll learn. You'll see. Like, I'm not... I'm, I'm also, because I've been around white people so long, yeah. I've learned that I'm a little bit wilder than some people who have no experience with whiteness think that I would, I think that I would be. How about phrases? So, like, I've had black friends who've not had a lot of white exposure. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, like, you know, do some shit around some white people shit. I'm like, oh, no, you can bring all of that shit. They're white. They don't. Oh, no. You know, and they're just like, what you mean? I'm like, no, 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 trust me. Like, I've been around them, like, they don't, they don't, they can afford all of this shit. Like, go. You know, so being that, like, bridge for niggas who, like, are going to need new white exposure, I love being that, like, being like, no, 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 no. as someone who's <clears throat> fluent and Caucasian, you know, I love doing that shit, but, like, it's... I it's I don't feel this urge to prove myself because I'm already you know a whole ass like trans faggot and so like niggas are always going to be like at, 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 up to a certain point, but whenever people 
whenever niggas worry that I'm not black enough, I know that'll always be massaged out in time. I'm I'm regular, regular, good old fashioned hood faggot, hood tranny down. I just have all this like prestigious, you know, bullshit on top from just like you know boarding school, or whatever. But like the South Central bitches present and alive, <laughs> like down. Um, but yeah, yeah. I feel like I answered like ten questions. So yeah, but see, I think you're asking about responsibility to hold what I feel responsible for. Um, yeah, and I do feel responsible to my own people and everyone else. That's, that's the deal. But I also have like, I've had to choose what to be responsible for because yeah. I felt over over responsible and realized motherfuckers are stupid across race, across the motherfuckers are mm-hmm. stupid, dumb, no nothing, and so I have to pick and choose. I just, I feel like the responsibility thing is something that is inherited. Sure. And, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I wonder, I, I think, I wonder if my life is around responsibility comes from my exposure to whiteness. Because white people are responsible for anything, obviously. And when we're responsible for everything at the same time somehow. And so I really... That's a really good summary. You know, <laughs> you know, and so I sometimes I, I worry if my casualness around anything is comes from like being around white boys who don't care about anything. But I'm like, oh. but they kill people, and I want people to get free. So I think what I do is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't confirm or deny that. Um, but yeah, I think in, in some ways I'm like, yeah, like I um. I love, I love whenever, like, Rihanna or someone's like, I don't want to be a role model for anyone. I'm just living my life. You know, whatever that shit is. It's like, yeah, I'm not responsible for black narrative, trans narrative, queer narrative. Um, and also, my, because once my ideas of it, I had a fucking queer mom. I was still raised in the church. I didn't transition until I was almost 30. Like, I'm hitting all these things at just, like, anomalous places in any of their conversations mm-hmm. and so if you want a, a regular narrative arc sorry i won't give it to you mm-hmm. and so like you think you can think I'm, I'm inspirational but you literally can't do it like i did i'm a freak in the best way like i'm a, like like i can't give you any advice not you but i can't give any one person any one advice on how to get even a black trans person like i can't even tell you unless your fucking mom is also a preacher and a lesbian and uh, because that's how i know i got here some all this other shit that i had to that i got to hold on to and crab myself out of and so um yeah i don't feel responsible because i feel both so unique and also like i'm able to see the shit that i see because i fucking because i have been as i got here so fucking weird like i will know things or see things that's not no things chill bitch i will see <laughs> things or believe things or sort of read things um from always this like space as vantage point because of how i just like gotten here in my life and how i and how i live in this world and um and like not even on just like the identity politics of it all like like i said there's not a lot of black trans women out here in any of my fields in numbers at least mm-hmm. you know like there may be one or two busted out in the last in this wave of Maybe and you know, but like this black trans woman won the the trans poetry award of the year two years ago, and I booked her for a, a workshop. I've not heard a word from her since. I'm not seeing a poem out. Not seeing no no follow up. But nothing. 
not an article, nothing. And I don't assume she's not working. I'm just like, what the fuck? How do you literally win the biggest trans poetry award in the literature landscape we have and have no one checking for you enough to get, what the fuck? And I'm like, good thing I fucking saw you when I did, so I'll move it, I could do it. Because I, I think I had my first book I think I told them to not nominate it because it because I because I wasn't sure if because there wasn't there wasn't like a non-binary section we had to go either under gay or trans and I was like I don't know because I was gay when I wrote it but trans when I finished anyways um and so whatever but like shit like that it's like you know so even being in this archive is so tenuous and the last black trans woman who identifies as a black trans woman black person who like won won and evaporated from thin air. In terms of the public scene. And I'm just like, so how do I not have this happen? How do I not be? Because I'm, I let someone call me the first. I'm going to fucking rip their head off. <laughs> I never want to be the first good goddamn anything. And I don't believe I would be. I don't have to be to feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. I woke up that way. You know what I mean? But like, I've like, I've been, I've been lucky enough to feel really good about myself where I don't have to be the first or like the most special person or anything. I just think that I'm really fucking cool. You probably know that. Like it's, it's a very uncompetitive and I'm incomparable. I'm incomparable. That's what I'm, I said. I'm either, I'm either, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm either the shit you fucking want or you won't want me. And that's literally the best. Like there's no, oh yeah, they're almost as good as who? Who am I almost as good as? Nobody. I'm only, I'm only fucking me. You know, mm-hmm. like, like even my art, like, like, I don't even like like in in sort of this like which I think is the thing that makes me that feels really good about it. So like I don't even worry about being good at any one thing. In some ways, I do want feedback. I just like feedback, but like I don't think I'm, I would stop making anything. You know, I, I've got any feedback on my albums that I made three in the last two years. No feedback. Like I watch those views. Like I don't think I've hit a hundred views on either of my fucking music videos. They can they can music videos. Not watched. I fucking just love it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, I feel, I, I feel I'm, I'm most responsible to myself and, and, and to the people who keep me alive. And my art is, my art is honestly a bunch of fucking selfies. But I'm surprised no one's coming on that. I just take a bunch of selfies or write about myself and y'all just eat it up. But whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it until someone catches on. Yeah. I got another kombucha. Yeah. yeah. I think that that is a bunch of selfies is a it's very a, humble it's way a, of It's a mass reduction of my labor around my practice, sure. But in a very necessary way, I think selfies are probably like the most, like one of the most urgent political art acts. I think that the way that they're demonized is so indicative of like all this patriarchal shit and capitalistic shit and like I remember some, like, you know, small city fuck said, like, um, oh, girl, it was it was cool for men to paint women, but as soon as they started taking selfies, they became, they became like, you know, like, like worthless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as soon as a woman, so a woman turns the camera on herself, it's bad, but a man then loving photographs of women. Right. And so, like, I, I thought what the kind of had to be. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, even in, like, the queer, black, sort of, like, male body as well, f- Automatically say, fire me in the comments. I know, I don't care. The black male body, we can unpack it later. Anyways, 
even like the black queer male body has like been so photographed by white men and so many like Maplethorpe and all that fucking just like and here's the thing I love porn I love dick I love assholes I love but sure show me body and also like learning how just like reductive for the sake of like it felt like it feels like autopsy photos you know when I when I look at it now I'm like I'm like man what's so really was like was like was like I was like thinking about overexposure like I and so I navigate that, and I remember when I when I first um my first pride I went to pride in New York City, and I took a photo of me shirtless and jean shorts with a little like pride flag, and my mom was like, "Do you know you're what you're putting out there like that?" And I was like, "Yeah," and she was like, "Cause she told me about the history." I'm like, "Mama, I've fucking studied maple and cut them. I know, I know, you know." Oh wait, well I wait. This happened a few times, me being some, somehow overexposed in a photo, but the first time it was before, I, it was right after high school, so I didn't know about Maplethorpe. Oh. So this is, she told me, you know, like, this history of, like, you know, of, like, black gay boys, like, in the gay scene, like, being, like, used and passed around, like, da 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 And I'm just like, I went to boarding school with all these fucking, all these rich dads and rich moms grabbing every bit of part of me fully dressed. Me shoulders right now on a hot summer day in New York. You can't convince me that I'm in more danger. I've been fully dressed around rich white folks touching me. I think I'm okay on a fucking New York street with a bunch of fucking drunk, also shirtless people. You know, and so and so like navigating this like how even like our intergenerational differences on how because my mom's my mom's grew, grew up around like black gay queer people. So she like saw these boys getting turned out and these boys getting like to this day. The, Men like Ed Ed Buck fucking killing those oh. those gay black men like 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 it is not like navigating bodily autonomy and exploitation is always hard for so many people of color so many queer people but especially like black gay men in in, in the ways that um, it gets normalized um, and so thinking about how even the black queer bodies that I saw in queer art early on I was just like oh I I. Oh, I, I don't I don't hate this enough to hate it, but I wish I could just have it. Like I wish I had all of it. Like I wish I was I wish my name was on the book and my body was inside of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have this white man's name on my on my body. I don't mind the overexposure. And so again, because like I have like I said, I have, I'm lucky enough to have never felt ugly, and it's just like I didn't realize how much of a purpose I was until getting older. But I'm like, oh no, that has changed my life. Like that, I do not. That's not a thing. Um, and so, being looked at and like overexposed, it's like I have to remind myself that it's a bad thing sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing how it can be exploited, like in in Maplethorpe's work in college, helped me reimagine it. But then also made me reimagine how I could then use my own nude and overexposed body as a as a text. So I because I don't talk very explicitly in my poems about like sex or like nudity like, like like you can imagine my body in my poems but i don't talk about my physical body right. for for as i think as nude and as flesh my visual work is like i'm always naked in my visual work i'm always like a little bit naked or wearing very minimal and that's just like a part of it for me mm-hmm. you have a question or do we keep going with our questions yes. go go <clears throat> Um, would you, well, I have a question, but I want to wait towards, till we get through the 
standard questions. Okay. But I feel like this one's still, I'm slowly piecing it together. Okay. Ooh, through, all right. Through parts. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. Melanie, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we, um, we talk a little bit about uh, the House of Olivier? Well, yes! Yes, House of Olivier! Oh, Olivier. Um, what do you want to know? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, House of Olivier is um, my family. I love them. Um, we are the, the newest... No shade. If someone else has started a house since this summer, I don't know about them. But um, we're the newest house, um, Kiki Ballroom House in Portland. We're the uh, only all-black house in Portland. Um, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Ballroom and the Kiki scene started from black and Afro-Latino communities in um, New York and is all around um, major urban cities across the United States, including the Midwest and the South especially. And uh, the scene here is um, bright, and by that I mean light, <laughs> but still very colorful. I feel weird that you're laughing at that. You're <laughs> laughing? <laughs> you are not colorism on this show! This is that basketball wives! I'm kidding. Um, oh... We can get that later. Get that I'm later. putting that on the list. I don't even watch the show. I just watch um, online black girls talk about things. Um, and so I... Also, also all the black analysis that I said you should not know about, I've started to learn more about since watching black girls on YouTube because I've got off the internet. And it's... Oh, like, I also love black entertainment so much more than white entertainment because it's just, like, it's so much richer. And I'm like, oh, I, I also understand the drama differently. I'm like, when white people have drama, I'm like, why not? I'm not doing all that. It feels like made up. But Bellymo, I'm like, always stay together even though he cheated on her four times. They got four kids. And I was like, this sucks, but I understand. (laughs) I get it. I get it, Impressive Channel. Um, You watch Impressive Channel? I don't. I feel like you would love the Impressive Channel. I think of her, I think of you and if I watch it, I I'm just like, oh, if Melanie had the time to make YouTube videos about the black shit she knows, this is how we would be. (laughs) It's so organized. She is so, she also has a slight auntie perspective but she definitely is like not auntie, of, of auntie age mm-hmm. which i know the the whole auntie thing people are fighting about that still it's it, <laughs> it's weird to me i've wanted to be an auntie my entire life so i <laughs> look forward to it and i think that aunties are a source of wisdom that whatever i'm not gonna, sorry i okay. completely um, i just really appreciate the impressive channel we're gonna there house of olivier um <laughs> So we're the only we're the only all black house in Portland, and we're trying to care for each other and navigate the space as black artists. Um, there is currently we just added someone new, and I'm bad with numbers. Six of us, no, seven of us. There's seven of us. Um, our mother, Debris Olivier, is uh, Debris David Granfield, works for the city of Portland, is a botanist. Um, we've, we've worked with David Granfield. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love. Um, truly. Um, our father is uh, Parco Olivier. Um, 
a student at TSU, does like interior design. Uh, works at the airport right now, so you know, if you can pat down, it feels nice. Probably him. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know, he does work at the airport. It is like the, the dreamiest human in the world. Um, a prince and princess, Prince Devon. Um, Krishan is a film student at PSU. Beautiful, brilliant black boy, like co president of the BSU. I think it's so he's like running the, like helping out running the nation over there. Like, is like literally the future. I like, oh my god, I love this boy so much. I'm gonna get y'all kind of tickets. He's actually, he's he's great. Um, just coming out of his, like, you know, he's from Portland. Ugh. Oh, wow. Also, the only, the only butch queen in the entire Portland, like, kiki scene. There are no black masculine presenting. Like, like, but there's not. N- Sorry, there are very few <laughs> okay. black masculine presenting people in the Portland scene. Most of them are either non-binary or drag queens, or um, which has a lot of overlap in those two groups. Those are not separate. Like non-binary, sla- non-binary, and or drag queen performers, and then there's a few. Trans people, question mark? And I mean, I just don't know. They must have the ones that I already named. Um, again, but, like, it's still a very, like, queer scene. Um, and then, uh, but, yeah, he's the only butch queen, and he's going to, he's our boy Wonder, Dreamboat. Our princess, Princess um, Hugh Olivier, also is, is, is a local drag queen named Moda Chrome, um, also named Gary. Um, and he's amazing, a phenomenal drag performer, like, a phenomenal, like, like I didn't, I hate gay clubs, and I was not trying to be up in there. But me and Debris went to go to go see, um, to, to go see Hugh perform, and that bitch fucking. I was like, oh no, this is why people do this. Like, oh, like, like I just, my dude, I watch Drag Race, so I do even like drag. But I just like, I, I don't even like all the drag on there because I just because people just have bad taste. But I was like, I oh, know this bitch is the real deal. Um, so I love having her as like, I like, I like know she's she's like this artist outside of the house. Also, it's really, really cool. Um, and then there's uh, the, ba- the baby is uh, Viv Trouble Olivier. Um, and she's just like, she's turning 21 like next week. <laughs> like, she's like a baby, you know what I mean? But she's like our sex siren, our like BBW, our like bass queen. Her face is just like mm, perfect. Like, she's a gorgeous baby girl. It's just sweetheart. She's, she's like, takes care, of, takes care of dogs or some shit. <laughs> Goes to school. Like, it's really just like care for folks. Like, she's, oh, um, yeah. Uh, and then Ernay. Ernay just joined. Ernay, really? Ernay just oh joined. God. Yeah, our neighbor Olivier is a, a, a woodworker and general beautiful light skin. Um, <laughs> he's light skin, he knows it. Um, but also beautiful and also knows it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Ernay's our newest member. And so, yeah, I, we all have our own categories. My category is a commentator. I uh, basically, during all balls, the person who's on the mic while people are competing and like, t- and like kind of like talking on the mic and like chanting and like talking shit or like, h- h- like helping like figure out who, who wins battles and such called a commentator. So that's the, the role that I've taken on. Um, you know, the house does all things. We, we can vote. We can, we have folks who do runway. We have several wonderful face category folks who just have beautiful faces, beautiful skin to care of their faces. Um, we have, uh, bizarre. It's a very 
popular category for us or bizarre. It's just like, you know, um, the high concept challenge or like Project Runway type shit. Like, very, very that. Um, <laughs> and Debris is the fucking queen of that shit. Uh, but yeah, no, I've won two trophies as commentator. Nice. Um, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now I'm and now I'm hosting two more gigs. I'm hosting two gigs as and now I'm commentating um, the next two balls I'll be at. So I can't even compete. So I guess I just am the best right now. <laughs> just kidding. Fight <laughs> me. Anyways, um, but yeah, House of Louis has been because like I know a lot of like black artists in a very like y'all sense like you know what i mean like i know like museum black artists and like oh, are we museum black? Uh, wait <laughs> is that what we are <laughs> i have not technically ever exhibit okay whatever it's fine if you were not showing in another place that i'm invited to on facebook melanie work you were definitely a museum artist and that wasn't shade because i too am one so let's all relax <laughs> Sorry, I'm not taking away your black cars. I'm just calling you who you are. So we're going to relax as friends. No, we're just playing. <laughs> no, I know, I love it. But yeah, so as house niggas, I mean, as music artists, I know, I knew, I knew that's what you were concerned about, and I wasn't going there. I just wanted to push that to, to, to push the issue, but I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, as sellouts, I'm kidding. Um, no, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, but like, but like, um, no, girl, I was even fucking saying. What were we talking about? House Bolivia. Oh, yeah, like, it's so, like, it's like, like, I don't, I'm one, not competitive, two, don't fuck with people, and three, think about my black art so cerebrally, mm-hmm. in a way that's not even beneficial for the blackness, it's just beneficial for me to, to, to be alive, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't help my blackness, I'm not black because I think about blackness so much, you know what I mean? That doesn't make me blacker, by any means. Um, doesn't make me any less black either, it just doesn't do anything, it's just zero sum addition to my life. Um... But with the House of Olivia, it's like, it is both like, I don't think about how black it is because it's always all black. Mm-hmm. That's a fundamental part of it. Right. So I like literally never think about it. But whenever we walk in the room, I'm with the fucking gang of niggas. <laughs> like, I never gonna walk into the room without a gang of black people looking fucking cool and wanting to be there with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think about that until we walk into the room and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and then I'm also not competitive unless I believe I'm good at something. And. I have two trophies for a reason, you know. And so it's just like it's like a it's like a, I've, that, that I've been able to just so pick and choose the way this like this like space, you know. Like I have had friends who like, I, I walked in, in, in LA as like, like a, t- a teenager and I was back home from boarding school. Didn't do great. wasn't wasn't for me then to like walk balls. Um, and I have friends in New York who were like actual fucking legends in their scene. And I was like, I'm not. I'm, I, I like going. I can just watch. And then I came here, and it's different. It's a different scene. It's a different need. It's a different conversation. And I think that I think that the bar is definitely not lower, but it's set in a different place because the scene requires different things. Mm. People are here, need the scene for different reasons. There's a different kind of urgency, not a lack of urgency by any means, but a different kind of urgency. Than other places, New York, LA, and so because of that different kind of urgency, people can try new things. And so there's a lot of really beautiful things that happen here in the Kiki Ballroom scene that would not happen in New York. That should happen in New York. That should happen in Atlanta. That should happen. You know, there's some really cool like non-binary and like trans pushing shit that's happening here, and some shit that's happening in those places in much more cool ways that people here cannot even fucking handle. There are so many more 
gender performances that are rich deep in the ball culture that aren't popular in these certain ways that like this space would totally benefit from but like the scene here is one not black enough to to know those other spaces its history is not black enough people who are like who are like there there's our mother mother and father are black and then the the one of the fathers of flora is black so now there's not even like a black like for me like even in the system a familial history to like point back to you know oh uh, yeah and so and I mean, I, I'm, again, so you want to talk about responsibility? Even as much as I know, I cannot do a goddamn thing to change it. Even with all that I know about the house and ballroom scene, it is a knowledge that I have acquired, not even lived through. It would be inauthentic and bullshit if I tried to spearhead how to make the scene better. Learning, hearing, growing, X, Y, Z. I don't know how to do all that, to be honest. I'm not trying to run a house. I like commentating. I like talking shit. I like creating a space. I like supporting dressing kids up. You know, and like I have other spaces where I have to like talk and like be responsible. But like House of Olivier, you know, basically me gets to fucking have fun. You know, it's like fucking kick it. And like there are ways that I can contribute on the mic, and I'll be able to on the mic in terms of like creating new space. But like I'm not responsible for even making the ballroom hit the bar, ballroom scene, you know, anything more than it has to be. I can just go there and just like release. And so I really like the having, but, but, but whenever I do, it's just black people. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm always surrounded by it. Whenever I win, it's, in the, it's black people win. Not just like my friends. Because I have friends in other houses who are phenomenal people, sure. And also, I would not like to win in a black art form that black people. I understand how it's, how it's been opened up, and I can don't lose sleep over it being open in the ways that it's open because it, it saves more lives than, than not. Of uh, like art forms that are open, I understand why why housing kicky balls are because they've been housing for trans and queer people. Like the housing part of it makes some sense to me why it's been opened up past you know like even more than like rap in some ways, you know, like or like other sort of black jazz in some ways. Like yeah, no. Creating chosen family is like a pretty pretty queer thing. Like I get that. That's gonna cross some color lines, always for me. I, I, whatever. And still, I would hate to win some shit for a bunch of white kids. I would hate it. I would hate to do a black art well and have the benefactors not be niggas. Personally, mm-hmm. so I can play along. But if I'm gonna compete for myself. This is probably the only way that I could have ever been in a house in Portland if it was an all-black house. Even other houses in, in New York like, aren't all-black, but they just like, definitively are with black houses that have, you know, spaceship anomalies who just can hold their fucking own in a nigga house. But, like, here it's like, how many are in your house? Let's count. Which is just, like, the fact of the matter. Not even... That wasn't shade, I swear. I'm glad this isn't video. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can people belong to multiple houses? No. You're one house. You're one house hoe. One house per life. Yeah. People can change houses. Like, mother and father of my house. We're in House of Flora until they started House of Olivier. But we're all friends with Flora. It's like, it's not, there's nothing. Like, outside of the actual ball, there's no 
competition, especially with, with people of color and black people. Like, you see a nigga, you're not going to be like, oh, you decided to be with him? No. <laughs> it's fucking Portland. Are you getting me? Hey, what's up? You alive? Cool. Like, literally, like, it's that's also a great thing. It's like, like even that, like, even that performative, like, us and them and shit, like, even that shit ends at a ball, which I love. Like, yeah, like, I know I'm not every person in all of the houses, but, like, most of them, in some capacity, I either, either know well and or would be cool with if we ever were in the same room, you know, like, those are the only two options. Like, there's no, like, the people in the house who I would not speak to if they, they looked me in the eye, but the most thing is they're white and not black, and I don't, I smell evil on them, and so I don't need to speak to them. But niggas in other houses, black people in other houses, I have all the time for it. Every house, no matter what you, what you choose, you need to sleep at night. Sleep at night, we can chill. You gotta be doing some bullshit though. <laughs> I choke I choke a nigga's face because I don't get my hands dirty on white people. <laughs> what? I think that's our title. <laughs> I choke a nigga's face. <laughs> no, that's the title. I don't know the title. <laughs> I can't. No, no, no. I just, I just. No, I mean that's why. Well, no, but Julie, that's why black people could actually make me more angry than people, other people because I believe in them more. And so mm-hmm. I also like it takes a lot more for me to get angry at my person in any sort of public setting, especially. Um, but that's because I know I'm like, oh no, my like need to like end this will make me jump on you, you know. But my mm-hmm. my I'm like, can you die? Can you just choke on your own spit and leave me alone? I got stuff to do. Like I'll overcome this. But when I have a nigga issue, I'm like, oh, we have to end our whole people right now because you're being stupid. We have to. End, we got to start over, don't we? Okay. You know, it's like, it's like, you remember the boondocks, like a nigga moment? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm blessed to have much more, many more niggas who love me and, like, see me as whole in my life now than ever before in my life. So I feel like I don't worry about it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But especially in Detroit and Boston and New York, sometimes I'm just like, are we going to have to die here, my brother and my sister? <laughs> like, are we going to have to fucking die here together for the, all these people of all these colors? Because... You're asking to. <laughs> but my folks, I'm just like, oh, God, can the, can the piano just fall on your head for me? Like, can I just go away? <laughs> I'm not invested in you getting better. <laughs> I, I, I give the title, I'm not invested in you getting better. I'm not invested in you getting better. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But we'll workshop it. Yes. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about a Dove Song Labs? Sure, yeah. Um, it's an art organization that I... Oh, I can talk more about IPRSC related to Dove Song Labs, for sure. Um, Dove Song Labs is the latest branch of um, work I've been doing with Winter Tangerine, which is a um, arts and liter- literary journal um, that I've been a part of. I've, I've been teaching workshops through Winter Tangerine for about well, like three years I guess um, and then I moved up here and wanted to bring some more of that work to the real world um, and so now I teach workshops and host a seasonal salon um, and then I have this online hub of like um, writing prompts um, some seminars and I'm going to be uh, uh, uploading the, the salons to, to the website. Um, but yeah, it's basically just like a digital hub for writers and artists to get inspired, to hear craft talks all for free. Um, 
But yeah, I just wanted to bring some of the online teaching and workshop work that I've been doing over the last three years to the real world. Um, and Dosung Labs has been a good banner that I've been able to do it under um, since, yes, yeah, it's coming here, actually. Like, I, I really wanted, I really, it's been a dream of mine for like probably like two years now, and I was finally able to launch it um, this past January. Oh, wow, we're almost two years old. Oh, my God, wow, I just realized that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway, so that's that's what that song is. It's a little, a little art hub for the people. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy, because like, um, already thinking about like, um all the art you make and then um because i like i knew a little bit about like dove song but i guess i thought there was like other people behind it in addition to you and then and then like going on the website and like only seeing your picture and i was like oh shit this is like all jay because then yeah because there's like so many different yeah like sections and it seems like you're updating like links and like adding like new content and stuff like that so like so the the content was made from i i pulled the I, 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 it's all content that I've had for the last two years. I, I'm, I'm pulling the content from an archive of lesson plans that I've made for the workshops that I've taught. Like I've, I've taught, um, like written curriculum for like three to five workshops a year for the last three years. You know, so I've like mad lessons that I, you know. And so um, I did have a staff person um, help me out at the beginning of the year do some revising, but like I'm pulling from like my own archive of like work and like updating it um and like yeah no now it was me it was one other person like remotely and now it's back to just me again but yeah no it really is just me then um yeah going through the website or whatever like here at ntp we like to do our homework Um, i'm obsessed (laughs) (laughs) and then um so i was curious like i was i was looking at like the formulas and stuff like that i was curious is like um are you uh are you interested in never like um i guess like during the workshops you do do that like in the and like face to face, but like yeah. seeing um what maybe like a, a random like user coming to your website would um create with some of the formulas. Oh my god! Like I, I so because I don't believe I offend. I don't think anyone. I I, I never believe. Like, I, I I hope people do, and I hope people would like right. But I also like. I feel like if I had, if I believe that I had fans, I believe the number of people who made it to my site and got something and wrote something and wanted to tell me would, would exist. Like, of anyone who's been to the site, I bet you they may have liked it. Been to the site and done a thing, maybe a, generously a third of people who even come to the site, you know? So, like, I have a very limited imagination of who, who, who even gets there. So, I can't even imagine the infrastructure I would need to set up to have, like, a response sort of space for them. Um, but I love whenever people... I usually like when people respond to something that I've given them as a prompt, usually. When I give it, I don't mind it. Sometimes people have taken things from me and called it a prompt, and I'm like, that's not how that works. But but yeah, no, I, I'd be curious on how to set that up, like set up an interface where I could see people's responses, but I don't... Yeah, I I I have I don't, I, I still I still I still some 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 myth that no one looks at my shit. I'm happy y'all even went on there. Then that leads me to my next oh my, God, <laughs> my so next scary. thing. So um, so yeah, so let's say so let's say it's some random person <laughs> go to your website. So you wrote a poem based on a, <laughs> so you wrote a poem based on something that you got on my site. Do you want to read it on in the podcast right now? I now now I'm kicking myself that I don't currently have it on me, but, but I was did. I was I. Am 
in a very polite way asking. Can I, I feel like, oh my god, literally, that's the weirdest way to ask you. Because we're actually friends in real life, and now you have me on record having to deal with this question in a non mean way. Um, but it's still weird. Like, what is, I mean, yeah, the answer is yes. So just yes. But also, like, you asked it in the strangest way ever, and I don't understand why other than just you being you. But of course, I'll read it. Yeah, well. I, I was trying to, the answer. I was trying to like intellectualize it as some like hypothetical, and then I was like, oh, "Wait, this is just you." <laughs> I'm a friend. We may have one time been to a website that rhymes with rough song raps, and maybe, <laughs> damn, yeah, I'll read it. Which, which thing did you? Which thing did you do? Um, the one about the the corn stalks growing through your stomach while you're like drinking tea, mm-hmm. or it was like drinking coffee. Cool. And then going from there, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's me." And they hit the wall, and I'm not going to give it away right now. Yeah, no, I would love it. Yeah, I, would, I would love it. Yeah, I didn't handwrite every pr- handwrite. Handwrite's not the word at all. I didn't personally write every prompt. I wrote more of the, like, the longer lessons, um, but the prompts have been like collected from like years of curation. Um, but I do know what you're talking about with the coin stocks. But that's so funny. Mm-hmm. That was so odd. I really had to figure out what the fuck you were trying to ask me. But I'm glad you got there as a family. I thought it was really like a flattering buildup. It was. It was something. I don't want to flattering because I think that I'm amazing already. So you can't. You can't like, tell me that I am without yeah. without saying in a very clear way that I don't already think. Um, but I also don't think if asking me recently is as, as, as flattering because I am a teacher. So like it makes sense. I don't know. I, yes. Yes. The answer is yes. 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 You couldn't ask me any other way without me making a scene. So I'm gonna lie. Okay. So building on that. Hit me. Did you also stumble across the website? Did you have a point, too? Um, well, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh wow, that pause! Yo, my, that pause! I was, my heart was ready to check you with a sample. I just started. Woo! I was so ready for the male poem that I inspired. That would have really been the, been the world. Okay, well now I feel like I have to write a poem. But if, if I could, if I could do something that could convince you to write a poem, I would cry. I don't even care if you don't like it. If you find something about my existence could make you write, even begin to write a poem, ah. Uh, yeah, I want every black person I know to write poetry. Not to um, I know this is a, a J Dot interview, so not to. <laughs> But um, back in the day, I um, I used to run a poetry society. For reference, we can we can take a picture of me and then we'll have it. <laughs> With the, I mean, <laughs> no, but based on your art practice, if you did not, if you were involved in some sort of poetry study at some point in your life, I would question you. No, this is true. He did actually start a poetry society, which I feel was at the time a thinly veiled attempt to talk shit about our class. It's. I thought Melanie was going to say something else, but um, Melanie would grace us with her presence from the time to time oh, and read poetry. Yes. Yeah. Mostly bashing white people. So Mel herself. <laughs> are you are you are you are you one of those like today a white woman told me kind of poets? Um I wasn't saying it. I'm trying to figure out your voice. No, it was more like floral, um, sort of like 
Well, how would you describe my poetry? Um, it definitely, like, I feel like Melanie's poetry is kind of like that pause that'll, like, you'll, like, be leading along and then there'll be a gut punch. <laughs> it'll be like that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever inspires you, just let me know so I can try appropriately. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, sweet. Um, I was going to ask something, but I forgot what it was. Okay. Um, poetry. This is, a, this is kind of, um, maybe joined or non-joined um this is a question for everybody um how how are we preparing for pdx winter um staying in the house (laughs) um making sure that if someone tries to invite me to go out anywhere that the place that we're going has heat Heat. have people been trying to invite you to heatless places yes like, people in Portland want to do outdoorsy shit. That's not... I'm not built for that life. I don't... I don't... No. I don't, I don't take that. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't have any friends who ask me to do stupid shit in Portland. I, I feel like... <laughs> I, I feel like... I feel like my friends are either black and have a similar politic around not fucking with outside shit during mm-hmm. this time or seeing each other, which I can definitely do. Mm-hmm. Or... They're my neighbors and housemates, so I don't think I'm going to see them, so, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's like, I moved here this in December, though, so I, oh, and, yeah, and, and, awesome. and, and also, I've lived in places with, like, nine feet of snow, no. so, like, Detroit, I, Boston, actually, Detroit was not even that, Boston oh. was much more snowy than Detroit ever was, um, but the long story short is, I'm, like, fluent in winter, the way I'm fluent in white people, so I can just, like, deal with it, it doesn't, like, kill me the same way as it others because of lack of exposure but yeah um that makes me wonder do you like the winter olympics <laughs> if i could something at you i would um i like snowboarders and snowboarding really yeah wow they like skateboarders and dice <laughs> 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 I love skateboarders for sure. <laughs> I don't like surfers often because like they're too clean usually. They being like you know like Mahalo or whatever. Um, but I like skateboarders and snowboarders usually like grittier snowboarders. I don't like skiers too often usually, but like mm-hmm. snowboarders, snowboarding. I do love a good um, figure skating moment. Um, um, but, but I'm more of an, uh, a, a summer Olympics bitch if we're going to, you know, gut a whole country and impoverish its brown people. I might as well look at volleyball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're, like, you know, if we're going to, you know, literally bulldoze whole, like, you know, the villains, you know, I might as well see LeBron, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't just want to see, you know. Yeah. I'm also kidding. I hate sports. <laughs> Altogether. And, but I no, but I really do like snowboarders and skaters as like an archetype of like man. Oh, or, okay. Or people, but more so men. But that's that's all my sport care knowledge. Damian Lillard is attractive. He's a sport man. Why is that name sound basketball? He's a blazer trail. Trailblazer. I don't follow the, the sports. Sorry. That's the only name I knew, which is why I threw it out for, <laughs> for our local listeners. I know LeBron. I got that one. 
caught that reference. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I was so shocked by him, but, uh, you know, date us. <laughs> He's a cop. <laughs> okay, say more. Shaq's a cop in, in Miami. He's a, he's a, he's a, 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 a like on a wait. This is for real. Deputized officer. He's been a cop for years. Oh, the whole Shawnee thing makes so much more sense now. Oh, Shawnee's is basketball wives on this list because we have to get back to basketball wives later. No, basketball wives. We definitely talked about basketball. I, I'm sorry, I, Max. I know you don't I watch have, it, but I don't watch it either. <laughs> I just watched commentary about it. I oh. never watched the whole. Mm, yeah, I've never watched. I've dipped in and out for years, but I watched this last season because everyone was talking shit about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and it was pretty bad. I mean, I mean, I just like I just like beautiful black women, so like, yeah. I, I, but I can't watch it because of that too. Is that they're fighting, and I don't watch watching fight, so I just like I like seeing them like on like their like the covers and all like five of them, and I'm like you're all focused on it, y'all not in the same room. <laughs> um, you know who was great? I I, I refuse to watch Real Housewives because I know which one. Any of them. I, can't, oh. I refuse to watch any of them. But the latest promo shot of Atlanta, Ooh. that host looked good. I didn't know there was a new promo shot. I'm excited about it. Yo, every, not, not, a, not a hairline showing, not an edge out of place, not a, not a every inch cent. Them hoes looked one, each one of them. I was good like, y'all deserve. I mean, they've they been good in the last few, but this yeah. year I was like, but y'all clearly are, y'all, y'all like, oh, we're not. We're only clowns when they pay us too, but outside of that, we are we are women. So I love. I, I was very happy to see them look so good. I was like, because I always worry, you know, because when, when I see any clips, I'm like, Nene has some. Um, All of them. No, 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 no. no, no. Here's the thing: if, if the ones who don't fight say the most respectability, anti-black, slut-shamey body. They are all problematic as fuck. When they're not oh, fighting yeah, each other, sure. they say the most, like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, oh, no, they're awful. You know what they I mean? That's why, that's why I'm like, I don't care about fighting over any other shit. Like, okay, like, I'd rather you punch a bitch in the face and call her a hobo on her back for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, punch her then. Even some type, type of way, but, like, creating a false narrative that she's somehow less of a woman because she decides to be whatever. Like, yeah. Punch that bridge. Don't talk shit. But like aesthetic, just like on pure aesthetics, Nene has had some questionable lace fronts. Like, oh. that was so bad they caused memes. I think the wig game is not be consistent on any of them shows. But at least the white women can get away with it because they already look busted. You know, it's easier to it's easier to put a fucked up wig on a fucked up face. But if you have these gorgeous ass black women with unfucked up wigs, you can tell. Yeah. But I'm sorry if you already look like fucking cottage cheese putting a fucking like dog on top of it. You won't tell. I'm so glad that white woman isn't on Atlanta anymore. Oh, I don't even remember that was one. They're, they're, when they first started. Oh, Party for the Party Girl. Yes. Yes. I don't and know I why I danced. I used to, I used to hate stare like, no. at the screen like, why are you here? Like, what? Why? It's funny. Remember, remember all the white characters on, the, on those beauty sex sitcoms? The, 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 the Amber is talking white girl. Yes. Like, only one out of every three of them were even cool. We know who, who was, who's a good talking white girl. That's a Raven's friend, um, Chelsea. <laughs> I actually did not watch that same Raven. You little... are a little too grown. That's real. You are a little too grown for that. Damn, I always forget. I was going to you were a grown girl, a grown girl woman. Wait, I'm going to get baby girl. Now, I remember Six from Blossom was the token white girl on the Parkers. Six from Blossom. See ya. I know. I couldn't have possibly told on yourself. Are you just holding your fucking sentences? I'm sorry. I I heard it as I was saying it. I was like, like, is this? Okay. I didn't want (laughs) to. 
I don't want to. Like, I actually was like, oh, let me not. Let me watch, watch, watch my. I actually just now was like, bitch, watch your mouth. We're all friends here. You don't need to be unnecessarily shady about anything. And then I. I'm old, guys. It's fine. And then you fucking put. I did. Oh, I'm going from Blossoms on the Parkers. And I was just like. She was, though. The facts are not the issue now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to tell yourself you don't have to. The Parkers was a really good show. I didn't realize that Moesha and Brandy went. Oh, maybe that's the same person. <laughs> Brandy and Countess didn't get along. Um, Wait, was is that actually true? Well, because Countess is, is as you, you can tell, an actual actress and actually funny, whereas Brandy is just a phenomenal singer and really pretty, um, like me. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, and so uh, I found Brandy to be delightful. Oh, on, I um, am Brandy. No, <laughs> Moesha's intro was shot to like five blocks from my house. Like I, oh, really? I am highly invested in Moesha more than most TV shows. I identify as Brandy over Countess in any regard, and also Moesha's not a comedy actress. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Brandy's not a comedy actress. Brandy is a phenomenal singer who can play a, a, a average black girl because she happens to be an average black girl. However, Countess Vaughn is a comedian. Yeah. Who also can sing too? It's also I'm like I'm like, like about to shit on her singing. I bet she fucking sing too. And so I think you know, whereas the Monica and Brandy feud was definitely a little bit more fabricated that they had to like navigate their way out of like on set. Countess and, and Moesha was like, I mean Countess and Brandy were like at it because like Countess was the was the, was the, was the joke was the humor you know of that show even though it was centered around Moesha, and so um, they were just putting put Moesha was kind of just the the person the that annoyed us that we dealt with. Yo, <laughs> like, that. <laughs> 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 so I was sitting up there like, you know, like the whole diary <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Like that was my, that's my, my truth right now. Whenever I write, I read it in Marisha's voice. Can I, okay. Can I just date myself more and talk it's about. Body. I'm just here. <laughs> how angry, like me and like the rest of my class was in high school with, with that episode where she turned down the car because it wasn't a jeep we were all pissed like yes. what kind of bullshit is this yes yes i i I'm, I'm, I'm still angry about that episode like what the hell remember when she didn't want to get a trip to africa because she didn't accept charity yes like what the no, fuck? I, I was like hold on oh my god she was literally like <laughs> I'm raising ra- money for everyone else. I can't take this money myself. And I, was, I, was, I think that was my, my first, like, <laughs> black economics, like, radical lesson. I was like, the fuck you mean you can raise money for a nigga, but you can't eat? And what America that makes, that shit have me so, I remember, that, I don't even remember so many episodes, like, the plots that series. I remember moments of, like, you know, a scene, but, like, I remember that. Wait, I remember, I remember, remember her being in fucking like Kinsey cloth vest and her individual braids and being like, charity. I don't accept charity. Like I remember her face. Oh my god! I was like, Mo. I did like the episode where she tried out for the cheerleading team and then Countess got it. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god, <laughs> god. Also, but they get also the Parkers. I think the Parker structurally was a funnier show because Monique and Countess are funnier people than yes. like it was it was like it had just like Monique was Monique is a comedian. It's like straight, it was straight, like yeah. trained like this had been uh, by that even by that point it had been fucking it was Monique. Like, yeah. she, she came into that show as Monique, yeah, you know. Like, um and then Countess, who just happened to be funny but was also a, you know, an actress, true Countess to me is still an actress more than a comedian. Yeah. You know? Um but 
did so much did so well with like it with like not having not having to be the anchor funny person like did so well with you know they were such a phenomenal oh i'm not i'm not talking about the progress in so long but the progress is so good it was so good yeah it was better than it should have been i mean we've not there's you can't tell me atlanta's better than the progress atlanta's a controversial <sighs> I'm just being, I, mean, I enjoy Atlanta, but there are also some problems. I don't mean Atlanta specifically, but I mean, like, you can't tell me that, like, Insecure is better than the Parkers. Like, you, no, can't, you can't tell me that, any, it's just that different. any of these, but any, I don't think any contemporary black comedy mm-hmm. is as everyday challenging and interesting as any of those network black comedies. No, quite the Yo, wait. Oh, I don't know if you, if you have any more questions for me, you can ask me after I say this. Because I, <laughs> okay. I, no, because I like where we're going. Because so. it's going to be some shit that I know we're going to talk about. But who the fuck let Tyler Perry make not one but two shows black women have already made? Two knockoffs, yeah. Not one but two shows that two different black women have already made. Yeah. Sisters and fucking... Sisters. He can choke. Sisters <laughs> and fucking oval, 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 whatever, the oval. The oval. The, the oval. I'm like, so you literally saw Scandal and Girlfriends and was like, <laughs> you know what? Hold my beer? <laughs> like, I'm going to just. And also, I'm like, what kills me? I'm like, yo, we've been wanting BET to do some legitimate shit forever. And the first thing they do is open their cheeks. To fucking Tyler Perry to put his lip shit in there, like what the fuck? Like, yo, what in the like, yo? Even the other BET new recent, even the woman who made Girlfriend's new show on BET was more innovative as a black love comedy drama show than either of these shits. Yeah. Oh, but he be. He's the biggest production company. And he's putting that shit on the streaming. Like, you have to actually make a choice to pay for that. So. He also does not support unions, so he hates black people. Oh, I've. Like, as someone who uh, lived in Atlanta, I have heard stories from black people. Oh, you did know niggas don't like him. Oh, that's right. I always think you're from Atlanta. Not not always. Not not always. But I've heard stories from, like, young black um, creatives who have been screwed over by Tyler Perry. That's right. But we're not supposed to say anything about Tyler Perry because, you know. Who's we? Atlanta people? Black people. <laughs> <laughs> he's got more he's got more respect put in on dress than I ever will, so I will always hate that nigga. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um But yeah, he really did make a great value discount girlfriends and scandal. And that's probably gonna make money. Probably he's already made money off of it. Like it's. Have you seen? Speaking these? of bad wigs, he has done more. You were talking about. You talking about gay people are masturbating the black race. His wigs on black men in his movies are the most violent thing happened to black you, men in this country since incarceration. Are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like Shamar Moore's wig. The cornrows. Garbage. The like, Shamar Moore cornrows. Like. From um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, you know what I'm talking about? No. It's okay. Oh, hold on. I need to show it to you. Let me pull this up. It is. It's. It's not controversial. It's. It's just anti-black. It's 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 offensive. There we go. All right. This is Max reacting live to Shamar Moore's cornrows. Oh yeah. 
they're beyond inauthentic. That's so bad. But even when Edward Tyler Perry has crumbled. Can you go back to this one? That one's crazy. Let me see which one. Oh, God, that line. That line is so bad. They didn't even try. Like, I know that a a good cornrow cornrow lace front is probably really Oh, they exist. Oh, yeah, but also you have a movie. You're Tyler Perry and the biggest production company in the hoo-ha-ha. I like during part of the movie also, they just gave up and put like this bandana yeah, around yeah, to hide how bad it was. Wait, anyways, um, wait. Do you have any questions about? I don't look at that. Any final art questions? We're talking about pop culture completely because I can. I feel like we transitioned. Okay, into I I, yeah, I yeah. kind of have a final art, art okay. question. Hit me with the art. Um, I've been thinking about this since you said it earlier. And um, you talked about talking to machines. Yeah. And um, like comparing it to talking to plants. And um, like that, that really like stayed with me. This idea of like talking to machines. Because like, like throughout this whole like, you know, interview, we've been talking about like, um, like ways of getting like a message across and like language and like different ways of like talking mm-hmm. to like different people. And then um, I guess maybe I haven't fully, fully formed it but it's like then what is it for talking to machines and then um like what is that like language where you because you're talking about like talking to them like they were plants mm-hmm. and then um that kind of like replacing the organic with the machine and then oh now i remember what i'm trying to say okay so talking to the machines it's coming back to me and then i'm um, talking about finicky machines yes and then um this idea that like machines should like work and we shouldn't like have to think about them instead of like coaxing them into like doing sure, a thing and yeah, trying to get yeah, them to be yeah. better with us and this like the idea of like um, a finicky machine possibly being um, like the progress or like the way forward or like not actually finicky but like the correction to the error mm-hmm. like maybe the machine is the error then there's like the the finicky machine is maybe more human. Because you're like navigating it more in um, like human ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a question mark in any of that stuff. I, right? <laughs> something, something there. I mean, I I just have to talk more about it, and because I definitely I hear what you're navigating. I think, um, yeah, no, I think. Um, well, the thing about all the machines that we talk to that are already listening to us, you know, and so like I think as a way to like mitigate that anxiety, I want to imagine that the machine could possibly if not care, at least respond to my talk the way that I know plants do and other organic matter does. And then thinking about, for me, I have had to really um, release expectations around any message I put out because people just take what they need anyway. And so talking to inanimate objects kind of gives me like a real-time practice of that. I'm like, oh yeah, this is to the ether. You are... And either you somehow cosmically, I can believe you are responding to me talking to you like you're a living thing, or I'm just getting this out of my system that's not blocked up. And I'm not having anxiety and frustration at this thing inside of me. It is now out. It is now like, I don't know. Like, if I, like, you know, people like say and get frustrated about something and then go on the next thing and like, but it's still in their body because they're so frustrated. It isn't, it, even, if, if thing, even if the thing they're frustrated about got solved, unless the solving of that released all of their frustration, they're still frustrated. They haven't talked, they haven't, like, but, like, yeah, if I'm frustrated at a machine and then it finally works, sure, but I've agitated myself to this place trying to figure this thing out where if I'm not, like, 
releasing that in some way that makes sense, like that's going to stay with me even after my any one task or one job or one piece of, of anything is done. And so talking to machines comes from like a, a need to release material and like in real time anxiety and stress and frustration because like because it does not matter in great and greater ways if i if i if i carry it it'll just be hanging and lingering on me in a very psychic way i can carry everything that i feel so deeply unless i get it out of my system and so yeah, talking to machines feels like a good practice of just like releasing things into something that like at best won't fucking care and i, I mean at worst won't fucking care and at best could maybe respond to it. I believe machines respond, you know, but depending all the time. My phone won't come. If this is my, 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 if my phone's dead, I can't hug it back on, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think about it that fantastically, but like trying to get like a resograph to work, like definitely. I've like tapped on that bitch and like just like, to talk to it and like rub it and like, you know, try to like knock around it and like just like, you know, knocking shit around it and just like, you know, shit fucking works. Yeah, computers. No, not always. I've heard it go black, and I've been like, "Oh no, you're gone," you know. But yeah, it's not. It's not like cut and dry or some fantastic magic. But I think that it's a way to to, to release these. It, it releases frustration, and like, I know it's only a machine. It can't. It can't do everything. And so, like, everyone wins when I, this is like. It's a very safe place to release sort of like even more annoying or frustrating feelings. But yeah, it makes. I think. I think. I think. Talking about going back to what we said earlier, I think one of the ways that I, I keep I keep myself ready to be a vessel is by like releasing small shit because like small shit gets me annoyed. Like small things, you know. I think about a lot of things too often, too much, and so talking them out or like letting them run and then letting them go away. You know, not trying to be like stop, stop thinking about it, stop. You know, can't I can't I can't work against myself. You know, um, and so talking to machines feels like a way to not work against myself, but let my natural desire to like engage the world around me continue and how it's benefiting me in my like processing of art, of work, of anything. Just was like a product of that openness to speak to my materials. It wasn't a question because you didn't ask me one. It wasn't an answer because you didn't ask me a question. So I just, I'm also going to say words and stop. Okay, I have a question. Hit me. <laughs> so, um, your nail game is it's unparalleled. Strong. It is strong. It's so funny. My nails never get this hot because it's so cold. It's so cold in Portland that they haven't been this color in, inside. But it's so hot in here that my nails are 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 are, are on their hot mode. But they change color. Okay. And, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and um, I had cool water I can show you. But yeah, no. This is their hot mode, and when they're cold, they're much darker. Where do you get your nails done? Elegant Nails by Anne on Killingsworth and Albina. Okay. She's my girl, her and her sister. Fuck it up. Um, mostly black women clientele. They're, okay. they're not black themselves, but I fuck with them heavy. Um, yeah, I got my eyebrows done, get pedicures, all purpose, yeah. affordable, consistent, quick. I guess we have enough. Elegant Nails by Anne on Killingsworth. Mm -hmm. Go check it out. Feel free ad because I love her. <laughs> and my girl. Um, but yeah, I've had I've been keeping acrylic nails since I left Detroit. Since before I left Detroit, so I think now now just about over two years. Mm -hmm. I've had acrylics in my hands. Yeah. It's so funny when I think about how like I I I just started taking um 
testosterone blockers and and estrogen and i'm just like oh there's this, this long journey ahead of me from what i also finally started seeing but i'll see things well like so much sooner than i've had like I've, 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 I've had my nails for so much longer mm-hmm. than i've like then like it'll take for me to see these other physical changes in this way so I, I i have this weird sense of time around like my own body and like body because i sort of count when i got my nails as like my first like public like i am not a man because what man you know has fucking claws um which is a reductive logic but my attempt at like this like public statement you know like look at me see i'm not a man i have claws, you know it doesn't work i don't like it doesn't work people call me a man every single day um and and so but yes i've had them for like almost over two years now and i'm just like oh shit like i'm gonna be on pills the rest of my life but i'll see shit I'll see these things, like, so much sooner in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, in terms of time spent, I've, I've been an, a nail haver for now so long. So long. And, like, from someone who is outside of the nail scene because the I'm lazy scene. and don't like to That's try. Funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, from what I've seen, like, like, the nails go through different trends, like sure. like the different cuts. So, sure, yeah, is, yeah. so is that the trend that's happening no, right now? No, it, it's not. I mean, it really shouldn't be by trend. It should, certain people, certain nail shapes don't work for people's hands. Oh, okay. And people who try to keep up with a nail shape trend, like, it's not really useful because your hands are always going to be your hands. If you find a nail shape that works for your hand, you can keep it. I used to have a square... A square top nail, um, and then it just looked very. It looked very um, kind of like drag queeny to me. It felt just to me, just to me, and like I didn't, I didn't love the square tip. Um, and then I got stiletto one time, and I haven't really gone back. Oh, you oh, I really do like the coffin. Actually, is my favorite when it's like. When it's like sort of more angular on top, but still really long. But the, okay. the stiletto, this like straight, just like straight point, straight long point is my. It just looks so natural on my hand. Like yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like my hand looks like I got groovies. You know, like yeah. if you didn't, if you didn't know that, like no one's fingers should be this long. <laughs> like you know, they look so natural to me yeah. in this like alternate universe where I was born with acrylic nails. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, trend is literally whatever, but it really depends on on shape of your hands. People's hands are like, I have beautiful, I have long fingers. Yes. I have fucking long ass fingers. So like having, having them sort of like be cut off, like can like shorten my, it's like, it's a, it's more of a hand, pro- how you like your hands looking than anything else. But like, yeah, no, I don't follow any trend. I, I was a square cut for a long time and then it's just to stiletto, haven't gone back. But yeah, fuck a trend. <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> um, should we go to pop culture stuff? Yeah. Okay. Conversational yeah, yeah, yeah. topics. Yes. Shit in the news. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw him talking about Tyler Perry's old punk ass doing shows from Shonda and uh, Mara, but um, I have a question. Hit us. Did you know that Popeye's chicken sandwich is coming back? I did. I'm very excited. Did you try it the first time? I did. You did? I had it twice. How? I ordered it on Uber Eats. I didn't even know they were on Uber Eats. Oh, yeah. 
Are you on Uber Eats? I don't currently um, have have Uber. No. Are you on Uber Eats? Um, I use Postmates. Wait, are they? It, it was also on Postmates. Oh. Yeah, Popeyes is on Postmates. Do you think the sandwich will be the same, or do you think they've changed it? I honestly am glad that it's been just enough time where I don't think I'll be able to tell. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll be able to tell if it's worse, for sure, because I remember being surprisingly good for what it was. I don't even check about often. Yeah. Because I was surprised how good it was for what it was, but I also... I'm just happy they waited this long. I definitely won't remember if it's if it's not if it's if it's, if it's, if it's not definitively like bad. Mm-hmm. It could be very different. I wouldn't really know. Okay. But again, I did not have a. I had it twice in one week, and then that's it. Yeah. I was I was I was floored. I was surprised. I really? How good it was. I was surprised. I mean, again, I also don't don't like chicken that much, and so I was surprised that I liked it, and I was surprised. <laughs> At its simplicity, I'm never surprised at like people's desire for things because we can like all things, and whenever we all like something, you know, it's probably semi good or gonna kill us or both. And so, um, with this it being, you know, the combination, um, okay, <laughs> just being, you know, I, it, it, was, it, was, it was as it was as good as people made it seem, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, if it's, if it's different, they got me. I, I doubt I'll be able to tell unless they fucked it up. Unless they make it worse, truly. Like I said. Yeah, I like Popeye's biscuits so much. That's the sidebar. I just love their biscuits so much. I like Popeye's too. Yeah. There's, um... I can't remember if it was on, like, Amazon or Hulu. Um, I was at Groans before I say this, but, um... There's a movie with T.I. in it. Okay. <laughs> 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 Mike Epps, where they're, like... Long Lost Brothers. What? What movie and then is this? T.I. goes away and, like, becomes a... Becomes, like, a famous chef. What? And then Mike Epps stays at home. What is this called? And, like, runs the family chicken restaurant. And then, um... I think the dad gets sick or somebody gets sick. And so T.I. comes back. And then, um... Make a long story short. Weed gets into the... To the chicken recipe. And then they become really popular. And then they, like, you know... Hijinks ensue. Because they have to, like, deal with the Wait, weed Wait, also, this and, is a comedy. Yeah. I did not get that until you literally said hijinks and suit. I was like, what? <laughs> so they're a weird black family drama that I don't want to watch, but now I'm very curious. And, and I'm also right now thinking of how different my Netflix queue probably looks from No, yours. I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's on... But still, yeah. I would love... I would love... It's called The Trap? Yeah, I think so. Is it streaming? It's 2019. It came out this year? What? Straight. It's part of his uh, Grand Hustle Entertainment. I'm sorry, what is that? You know, T.I. has his uh, entertainment. Yeah. That's how he got Iggy Azalea going. Oh, he's trying to, like, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Nice try. I mean, he also has, like, all those, um, he has a Netflix deal now that he stole from Joe Budden. Um, he has, um. Oh, he took it from Joe Budden? Oh, my God, yeah. Yo. Well, Joe Budden is trash. It's fine. I don't care. T.I. and Shabby the God just stole Rhythm and Flow from Joe Budden, basically. Oh, damn. He's probably pissed. Oh wait, Charlemagne Joe is involved. Biden's honestly, in it. not pissed in this really weird way, and I'm like, they're not all fucking. Anyways, um, that's a whole different <laughs> conversation. I, I believe D. Ray, Charlemagne the guy, Joe Budden, and every bald headed garbage man <laughs> fuck each other, and like a fucking Eminem peanut like covered like fucking like hashtag activist room or whatever the fuck. They're all clowns, <laughs> all of them. D. Ray, Sean. 
all of them. They are the same clown, just baked to different temperatures. You know, you know how you know how you eat your frozen pizza. They like put it on on the rack if you want it soft, or put it on on a pan if you want it. That's just you can choose the kind of fucking fuck nigga you want for an activist. Chewy and soft and light, crunchy and, and black and so and sold. <laughs> Anyways. Also, I did watch. Darren ran for mayor of Baltimore and literally got more than this people who did not live there. Like, that's a fed. That's a fed. No, I know. I just want. So, I know some of the listening is going to be a D Ray friend. I want you to know that he's a fed and you should not love him. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I did see a rhythm and flow. It's not bad. Um, it's weird. Because T.I. and I just. I, I hate T.I. Yeah. You know, it's he so makes just, me tired. Also, he makes he literally like. I wonder what like Debbie B. the boys or like Marcus Garvey would actually think about niggas like him, because I'm like a bad part of me thinks they would love him. A bunch part of me thinks that we think that they're like better than him, but actually he really like. I think we like to believe that like our black historical thinkers were so woke and so before their time and i really think that some of them are actually more like fucking ti than not i mean honestly because people fucking ti heavy in ways that i <laughs> i generally feel that there's a way that we look at the uh icons of black canon in this unrealistic sort of Fantastic like removal life. from like humanity. humanity come on somebody like we know frederick douglas is a fuckboy. How you marry a white woman only a year older than your daughter and no one ever listen, say a goddamn thing? Listen. One year older than your oldest daughter, you're like, oh, yeah, this is time. And I'm not trying to denounce everything that W.E.B. Du Bois, like, said. Of but, course not. We don't have to, but still. But come on. I mean, it's worthy. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? Yeah. The, the talented 10th thing. Is, is, is the most eugenics fucking white supremacist colonial shit ever. Is the most, like, come on now. And. I'm. And I'm not trying to get canceled, but come on, y'all. Come on. Oh, come if, on. if you cancel us over Colin Townsend's bullshit, <laughs> there's a white man paying for your bad I, like, that's the thing is that, like, I, I can't imagine any part of blackness that's actually invested in blackness and it's not served whiteness. Can't believe that shit. Like, there's a lot of black, black people who serve blackness and serve whiteness. People who fuck with Barack Obama, for example. That nigga fucking um, deported more immigrants than Trump was even jokingly said he wanted to. But Barack Obama is a war criminal. And niggas who don't believe that and don't know that, it sucks. He's he's as bad as Bush when it comes to being a terrible American. You know, that's a fact. And he's still Barack. He's still all these things. We still have to, we shall overcome. We're doing all this. Are we trying to become war criminals? Is that what we came here? All this time to become, just to kill other niggas? Shit like that. And so I was like, if you're, if folks are getting bad of shape about us talking about the talent of the 10th, that feels like very, the very same line. It's like, if we believe that any esteem places, any esteem position for any of us means anything other than the anomalous moment that it is, they won. We're dead. It's over. <laughs> like, it's just over. Like, yeah, no. Don't cancel us because the talent of the 10th is garbage. Cancel fucking tokenism. You know, cancel yeah. exceptionalism. Cancel respectability. Mm-hmm. Cancel fucking 
fucking Todrick Hall. Like, you know, oh, God. Cancel things that matter. <laughs> cancel Todrick Hall. Just, if you know who that is, look him up and cancel him. <sighs> He's doing mm. something. We were all rooting for him. Yep. Max, you're very quiet. Hmm? You're very oh me, Flurry. Okay. Max <laughs> <laughs> is wearing a, a Pop Art Andy Warhol inspired Slurpee shirt. Oh snap! Okay. And I'm. It's really speaking to me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I feel like a lot of your shirts are artsy references. <laughs> like references. Really? I called y'all art niggas. It was a problem, but now, but now, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, we are art niggas, though. It's true. I mean, I'm a podcast. It's not. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Like, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Like, I'm sorry. They don't have some podcast casts and Compton. So, um. That's not true. There's a ton of media services. Compton. My friends are doing it, and I'm talking shit. Um, I mean, podcasting is the wild, wild west. They don't have regulations on this shit yet, so we wanted to get in on it before that. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I don't listen to them, but I believe in them. Yeah. It's the only place where I'm currently able to really, like, media-based listen to black people. Like, have real-ass conversations yeah, with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's... Wow, that's super real. Yeah. I don't listen to black girls talk, but I don't like listening to people have conversations often. Ever. Oh, you know who I listen to a lot? It's Jesus and, Jesus and Nero. Oh, Jesus and Nero. I fucking love them. But also, I like to watch them. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even listen to their podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I watch their shows. Yeah. Um, what do you think of... Uh, there's uh, Showtime. You know, it's. I'm glad it's definitely g- getting its flow. Um, mm-hmm. But I love their show on Viceland. Like their show on Viceland. Like, and I don't even think it's. I think the more they want to do, will will work itself out. And I think that Showtime has not let them show as much as they as Viceland did. So I think that not seeing the whole show is like, hurting my experience of it. But I love their warm ups. I love the questions. I think that they definitely deserve every like, even their shit around like how the comedy has changed and like how they're like their mind over. They just care about people. They're, they're, they're not trying to be like be about It's like yeah, I wouldn't say some shit again. I just like no more people now, and like I don't want to fucking admit to the people who I care about. It yeah. doesn't feel like that deep to me because they're fucking wild still. You know, they're still like yeah, I love them. I, I love. I love. If I could. Oh my god, yeah, Miro was just like fucking fine as shit, but even these is just like a sweetheart and just so funny. Miro, I had to warm up to Miro, to be honest, because he got on my ever-loving fucking nerves. Miro, like, he Miro I just wanted him to shut the hell up. in my mouth and like, <laughs> choke me out. I love him so much. Really? Could, I, I, would, I, would, I would bottom for Miro. I would I would I just want to be my best friend. I just like, I would... I, it was funny. I would... I would... Be like Miro side chick, but I would marry Jesus for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't commit to Miro as a person. Like just as a, like, he's fine, he's beautiful, he's beautiful, and but he's cool. But I couldn't, I wouldn't want to attend to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus, what a man, what a good man. Yeah, it's funny. I love that they like started just as like niggas talking shit on the internet for real. This is where they are. Yeah, but also, the, it really is the same thing. Like, like, no. they, really, they really have not super evolved their style, which I think is somehow rare, you yeah. know? And, like, it hasn't gotten any more exploitative than, than, it, than like, it could have been. Like, yeah, they are the Bodega Boys, but, but, like, it's all very, like, 
intentional and clear, but even not like this. Like these, these are all, these. Are, this is the, it, I'm glad they haven't become like like shuck and jive. Yeah. They have. They have not gotten there. Yeah. And, and how they openly don't know white shit is so. It's just. I love it. Even mm-hmm. with, also, I know that's just bullshit because Mira's a whole ass white wife. Because mm-hmm. especially, especially here in Portland, whenever I found a black dude attractive, he was either uh, gay and like white men, mm-hmm. or straight and like white women. Mm-hmm. But like, I've somehow. Well. Anyways, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, um, open the door. I mean, also, I, I, I said that as someone who's dated white men almost exclusively. Like, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, a statement of condescension. Right, I, right. I'm just, I'm like, oh shit! Like, finally, I think I'm like, like, I think it's artsy and cool and funky, and like, I can be my whole self. But it's like, are you Tiffany, my wife? Yeah. But Tiffany, but Tiffany's non-binary and like half Filipino. <laughs> I'm kidding, um, but like you know, it's, it's always that type of person that gets um, the black man's heart, and I have to just watch. Yeah, I feel like that is a whole other ass conversation. It's a whole other episode. <laughs> and I say that as a black woman trying to date in Portland. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you, and, and you, are, and you don't like white men. At all, so yeah, I can't even imagine how you're doing it. I have a, I still have a pretty solid taste, so I'm not, you know, yeah, as parched as I could be, but I can only imagine not even finding them attractive. Yes. I mean, I, I feel like that's strong. <laughs> I can come to find a white yeah, man attractive. No, it is, if you have five white men in a room, I'd at least marry two of them and fuck at least one. Yes, not how your life works. Is what I'm saying. I mean, you are absolutely correct. On that. <laughs> <laughs> See, alas, alas, here we are. I told it myself, so you'd have to do all that. But here we are. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I can't imagine how hard it is to to not even have an itch for them. I mean, it's not. It doesn't help me to be remotely attracted to them because they just reject me more than. Being ignored. Yeah, it's either being ignored or ignored and rejected. So, mm-hmm. oh, I was swimming in. Or my favorite is not being ignored or rejected, but then having you know whole girlfriends. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. All right. So next what? pop yeah. culture thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Zuckerberg's been oh, in the news. Getting cussed out by a wide variety of women, some of them women of color, mm-hmm. most notably Joyce Beatty and AOC. Have you seen any of these? I have. I saw Joyce Beatty. She was like, um, she's somebody's haircut. She, <laughs> I know. I like, Did you see that? No. She like, oh, she said. It was good, like, old black woman slander. <laughs> it, was it was amazing. Like, it was it was it was a it was a read about his his haircut in the middle of her statement. Yeah. And so she she was starting off and she's like, So are you saying that I could do a lot like your hair like your hair is today? Oh, oh! She was saying how like, oh what do you what to do about all the comments that come on the internet, you know, that are like super like, you know, like harsh and offensive like about my weight or about like your haircut already this morning on the internet. Yeah. But she said in her like a little Congress question. Yeah. And I was like and then AOC was like, so are you saying that I can put up a fake um, advertisement on Facebook and you don't want to do anything? 
it seems like a, a simple answer, and she's like, you know, doing her whole life. Are your fact checkers white supremacists? It seems like a yes or no to me. Yeah, I mean, she. So really, you're saying yes. She really <laughs> is the Cardi B of Congress, um, <laughs> and so you know, I have to respect her for that. Um, but yeah, I definitely am not. I know what's happening in the political sphere, but also definitely believe that that like, if if people. If the people who ran the country mm-hmm. were not profiting off of Donald Trump, he wouldn't be in office. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Barack Obama. If he did not actually profit the people who ran the country, he wouldn't have been in office. Mm-hmm. He'd been in office for eight years. They blocked all these things, and yeah, they did. And there's a lot, a lot of shit that we just don't talk about, engage with, navigate. Because mm-hmm. the people in charge did not actually have a problem with Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of stopped believing in, like, the political system as, like, ever invested in the people. Um, I guess that's my whole statement. But I mean, like, like you know, and so, and so, uh, and so, like, even seeing some of the, like, like, this impeachment inquiry and how, like, literally, like, so many motherfuckers can go on national news and confess to crimes and we're just out here sitting waiting for the next steps yeah but you know and so i'm just like everything i learned in u.s history is a lie everything i learned in like ap government is a lie everything is like checks and balances (laughs) literally is a lie yes the enormous clause is a lie don't teach it like literally i i would be floored if I walked into a U.S. history class in America right now, I'd be like, what y'all talking about? When y'all stop? Because mm-hmm. we talk about how the U.S. government was formed. That's not how it works. That's why I said earlier, I'm like, why people don't care about white people? Why people do not care about white people? But it, I feel like it's more complicated than that. It's Yes, they don't care about white people, but they still want the appearance of caring. They seem very invested in that for some reason. Sure, but because, and I don't but, understand but because they actually don't, I think is why we should never read it as anything other than the forest. Because they fundamentally don't care about each other, their own blood. Outside of the optics of, of outside of the optics of, of having power, but like there are too many poor people in this country for there to worry about to worry about the optics of being white and poor. Like there's too many, like 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 Numbers-wise, mm. in the numbers game of America, mm. there is so many fucking poor white people. Oh, yeah. So, numbers-wise, just so many more. Like, not even in, like, like, um, and, like, yes, the ways that we're overrepresented in prison, but also overrepresented on TV. Mm. It is far more than 20% of black people on TV, and we're, we're under that in America. Mm-hmm. We have a, we have a, actively and intentionally disproportionate view of ourselves as a way to keep everyone else down and also to have us have this impossible in in in, in post for what our representation ever actually means when it's yes been so lacking and also is exponentially higher than all these other sort of weird identities or, and, and not you know and so yeah. it's this thing where like yeah like yeah, once I realized it's like how just literally numbers wise many more white people lived in like a kind of just like abject horror, even if they could in some fantastical way in our minds get out of it, they actually can't. The same way a lot of niggas can. 
I'm not saying that we can more because no, we are not more likely to get out of systemic issues, but like numbers wise, definitely. Mm-hmm. The chances of black people being exceptional are higher because we've had to be. Mm-hmm. That's not a qualitative statement around how good or not we have to be responsible. But like chances of being black and and and, and exceptional comes with being alive after a certain age actually yeah you've lived past a certain age you've done something to be exceptional which is the, the worst part about, about being black honestly to me the worst part about being black is that if you live out long enough it's only because you you've proven to some not black thing that you're worth keeping alive that is an unfortunate reality for too, for too many of us you know and so it's just like um uh fuck i lost my voice Mm, being alive, being oh yeah, so like realizing how much realizing how like like even the pure like how optical and how performative, you know, certain progress things were, but then and once I realized just like materially how abjectly terrible off the average white person is in America, I was like, Oh, there's no hope for us as a whole, as a people, as a, as niggas. There's no hope for us. They don't care about each other. They will always prefer one of us to any us ever. One. A, oh, yes. a group. A, you know. But we, we don't seem to believe that. We seem to believe that we can do something to, like, rupture some big old space. And they will always like you doing your one trick over it. Who and is we? I will, I will always implicate all black people because I think that we are all taught it and and reproducing in ways that we mean to and don't. So I will always say we, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I would... I would... Again, we're 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 having a podcast, so we are definitely speaking down to somebody, whether we want to admit it or not. We're speaking down to some nigga right now because we're here having this conversation and reading this as as necessary versus anything else we could be doing, and that's like not good or bad. It literally just is, in my opinion. Like I don't think that we're doing anything that inherently radicals. We're here talking about it. I think that we can imagine it and frame it that way, but also that's only going to be radical to people who would need this. A lot of niggas don't need this. That's true. And so how do we mitigate it having to be, you know, whatever. But that's still us thinking about us, and we can always think about us in expansive ways and, like, how to get more shit to niggas. But in terms of, like, um, this, this, any sort of sy- 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 systemic issue, like, I remember fucking living, in, living in, in Connecticut. One or four kids couldn't read when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. One or four. Connecticut is not a super black and brown state. I know. I went to school there. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're not gonna let school colleges like avoid the colleges or whatever. It's weird because again, but also even that shit is some special shit. Like that's some like that's some real shit that we carry as like exceptional ass niggas, you know. And like, yeah. And that's the title. Exceptional ass, I would definitely, yeah, yeah. Things we carry as exceptional ass niggas. With J- yes! <laughs> yeah, my whole work is the things we carry. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I care, I care again most about like the kind of buying liberation, but in what context? Like in America, where the land stolen and we were brought here. In our homeland, we've been taken from for so long. Like we have to imagine better than catchphrase understandings of what liberation and sort of like the other side of this can be. Um, can I have a question about that though? Do you think that most of us even live lives where they have the possibility and the time and the resources to even imagine that? 
for those who can't, we have niggas who can do a shit like 1916 or 1619 and, and, and foolery like that. How is there only one black historian on that whole project? I know. That's garbage. I know. That's garbage. You're not going to do a, a, a literal history of, an arbitrary history, too, of the transatlantic slave trade and then not have any black historians on it and have one. What did you think of the project as a whole? I refused to engage with it because of that reason. Mm-hmm. The artists they had, the, the poets they had, are just fine poets who always do fucking nigga lynch poems. And so I wasn't surprised that they were in, in, involved in the project. And so, yeah, the poems were as good as they were going to be for that project. And the project was not coming from a place of necessary or any sort of black radical tradition. There's nothing that there's nothing exceptionally American about the black experience, and whenever we try to frame it as an American exceptionalism, we're going to be stupid looking. So you're saying the project was doomed to failure from the beginning. From the onset. Any way to frame black trauma as a way to frame American exceptionalism is garbage. There's no basis for American exceptionalism as a concept. Mm-hmm. It was stolen. It is based on theft and genocide. Mm-hmm. There's no greatness for us to aspire to from any sort of history because there's never no history to point to as good. Period. Then, to frame the black experience through transatlantic slave trade as this like way for us to see possibilities of like the way black people have survived this long, like America can get this, can get, we can get, if we got through this, we can get through this. What is the, where, what are these thises that we're getting through and not, like, you know what I mean? And, like, it's making the history more accessible and making the New York Times more accessible. You made a black exceptionalism propaganda piece written by uninformed black artists and one black historian available to a bunch of niggas who need anything other than what they've been given, so they're not going to question it. Like, like, there's no reason to question that shit on, on on the cover. I will say this. I will say this. I agree with what you're saying. The framework is questionable. Um, and it's ahistorical. Questionable is like is it problematic or not? But it's not based in a factual history. It's it is based in a myth of the slave trade. Actually, yes, like, it's not historical. But I did uh, consume parts of it. Sure, parts that I. Could sure. um, and the the facts that they um, referenced and spoke about did provide a kind of new way of thinking about things that I hadn't thought about before. Like for instance, um, there was a I think a five part podcast that was included in it, um, and. One of the things they talked about, I can't believe it, I can't remember if it was the podcast or if it was the actual New York Times Mm. reading, but one of the things they talked about is the way that American business is taught. Sure. Um, And how slavery and the business practices of slavery have been excluded from the way American business has been taught in this country. And I found that interesting as like an access point to understanding how history gets erased. Um, sure. in pedagogy. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that yeah. was interesting. Like, I found things to kind of latch on to. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing, is that, like, it, it's not it's not nothing, for sure. I just, yeah, I, I have to always hold that with black shit sometimes, that it's not nothing. Yeah. Because um, I'm like, I guess when did I learn that, you know? 
obviously before then, but like how did I learn that and the kind of stuff I learned that, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it's this thing where it's like, what's the cost, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if the benefit is so high, then like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll just let niggas be clowns. Is know? it, is it enough that a bunch of black folks are getting paid? Are a bunch getting paid? How do you have one black historian? I'm I'm sure there was a stipend for the people who contributed, right? Have you ever had a check that was worth your time? <laughs> Touche. So whatever check you these people got, it was not a, it was not enough to be fucking ahistorical and and anti-indigenous and fucking black landsmen. I'm glad you brought that up. Anti-indigenous. Sure. Let's yeah. talk about that. We only we only have so much. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know we had a time limit. Damn, what time is it? It's the 8 o'clock. It's 9 o'clock. Oh my God, why did it go two whole hours? It goes by really fast, It's been two hours and 36 minutes. Wow. Are are you putting... I'm starving. To to be full disclosure, it's hot in this room. I'm really hungry. I didn't realize it had been so long. Oh All right. I keep thinking it's going to wrap it up, then Melanie comes with a new question. I'm like, I, I think I'm just going to walk out. Like, I can't do that. No, <laughs> I didn't realize it had been almost three hours. Okay. All right. No, that's fair. I'll just going to be in two parts. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to cut this episode into two parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be dropping a new um, short film at some point. Maybe this year, maybe early next year, probably early next year, but I'll be dropping trailers between now and the end of the year. Um, and then if you haven't bought if you haven't bought my book, buy my book, The Black Condition of Future Narcissus. Um, it's available at Powell's. We can also buy it online. Um, you can buy it at nightboatbooks.com. And Nightboat Books. And... Uh, don't follow me online right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you can if you go to my website, jdod.net. I have everything I do up there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Parting words, Melanie. Parting words. Um. If you ever get the chance, say no. <sighs> yeah. It's it's a. Uh, it's an important luxury, and uh, you should take advantage of it when you can. I love that, yeah. All right, Max, what about you? What are your partners? Um, thank you so much, Jay, for being here, for coming to the podcast, um, for talking to us, for hanging out with us, for being interviewed by us. Um, I would have loved for the conversation to go on longer. Um, I thought Melanie was going to get mac and cheese for three people. Oh, I don't feel like that was discussed, but okay, sure. I'm damn. I love that. Um, yeah, wow. That's our podcast. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Jay. Oh. Jay, do you have parting words? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's so rude. I'm so sorry. No. Anger being really bad now. Um, no, thank y'all for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, we can talk forever, obviously. I feel very strongly about so many things. Um, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised I didn't say too many things that I regretted. <laughs> I also don't really remember all that I said, but also, like, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure every time I talk shit, I, like, meant to, because I was trying to be mindful of it, so. If you hate me, it's probably not new, so. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>